you're cro- how long have you been crossfitting? Almost five years. Started November 2013. And basically, you sent me an email, and we had this exchange, and then we got on, we jumped on the phone, and you shared some thoughts with me that I was like, "Wow, this is this is it. This is your your thoughts are like are in my mind the future of healthcare. You you are kind of the doctor that like I've I've spoke on here before that. I would want my plumber to be a CrossFitter. I would want my doctor to be a CrossFitter. I want my kindergarten teacher to be a CrossFitter, right? Yeah. And I want my kindergarten teacher f- for my kids. And I want her to be a CrossFitter so that at snack time she feeds the kids what I want my kids to eat. Not bagels and cream cheese, but something more along the zone. Right. And I don't want them eating high fructose corn syrup. And the reason why I want my plumber to be a CrossFitter is because in general CrossFitters have a, an amazing work ethic and they're perfectionists. And um, they, they just seem like quality people. Oh, this is starting to sound like a cult. And the reason why I want my doctor to be a CrossFitter is because as CrossFitters, we believe in a certain diet, but we also believe that some of the markers that maybe are the status quo aren't the markers that we should be using to determine our health. And we have some strong opinions on like how to avoid cancer, how to avoid liver disease, how to et cetera, et cetera, right? Mm-hmm. Um, methods that keep the person with the disease in control as opposed to giving control to like the doctor or a big pharma or right right by making lifestyle changes and so if you know you have a doctor he can kind of who's a crossfitter you know he has kind of both resources he's got the drugs but he can also give you like the lifestyle choices that could um be preventative or reverse maybe some of your ailments right we're on the same page yes Awesome. Absolutely. But what really caught my attention was the fact that you said you had been visiting gyms in your area, and you're from uh, Charleston, South Carolina. Yes. To um, to assess them because you wanted to send clients to gyms, and you wanted to feel these gyms out um, so that you knew which gyms you thought would best. Yeah, which ones were ready suit your clients, right? And you have a whole variety of clients. Right. Before I get into that, I um, I went to the wiki page and I was reading about oncology. And one of the things it said is is that um, not only do you deal with cancer, but you deal with the prevention of cancer. But is that necessarily true? Uh, No. Not not you specifically. I know you specifically do, but I mean oncology as a whole, don't you guys usually wait until someone has the disease? Right. Correct. So, So, you know, the practice of medical oncology is generally geared towards people that have been diagnosed with a cancer and then I'm, you know, maybe the prevention part on what you were reading about has to do with, uh, you know, once somebody has been diagnosed with cancer, they've had a tumor removed, then how do you prevent it from coming back? But the actual prevention of the development to the, the primary cancer is not something that we're, unfortunately we're a part of. You're not, you're not, you're not seeing loads of healthy people and being like, okay guys. No. Which is kind of one of the things that I guess eventually we'll get to address today. You know, I think that, you know, what what I have seen um, through the podcast and also just in my experience, just doing the MDL one this uh, this weekend, there's very few primary care physicians that are participating in this, and I think that they are the ones that are the best suited. I mean, they're, they're on the front lines. They're seeing the healthy people that can be kept healthy. Um, the goal of primary care is to prevent the need for us as subspecialists to have patients. 
when you say um, you see few of them involved in this, hi Matt. Hey, what's up? In 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 the CrossFit uh, in the CrossFit community. Gotcha. So uh, um, that's interesting. You're seeing more specialists, like, yes, like orthopedic I mean, surgeons, you know, oncologists, yeah. like the people like you saw, right? And you did you took an L1 in Aromas this week, and it's an L1 that we call a um, CFMDL1, a medical L1. Mm -hmm. It's a, basically the same material as the L1, but it's all doctors, right? And there's like 40 to 60 of you. There were 40 of us. Okay, and 42. Uh, 42. Mm -hmm. And this is something Greg has organized in order to start getting the doctors to speak to each other. Right. And it was fantastic. I mean, just to, you know, I have to say thank you to Greg, Coach Glassman, for the, for the opportunity to do this. I mean, I think I can speak on behalf of all of the participants this weekend. It was a, it was a great experience. Uh, in, in what way? I, just the, the opportunity to, number one, you know, go through the L1, the learning that takes place there, um, the coaching having a chance to sort of learn at the feet of, I mean, Hollis was the, was one of the, the trainers. Yep, yep. Julie Fouché, Dr. Fouché. Yep, heard uh, of her too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Michelle, and I don't know Michelle's last name, Jeremy, and then um, Joe was the, I guess, is it the flow master? Is that Joe Westerlin, Michelle Moots, and Jeremy. I met him. I can't remember his last name. Oh, I'm gonna burn he said he was out. relatively new. Yeah. yeah, he was new. I had met him before. Yeah, it's an right. amazing team. Yeah. But there's there's some years. There's some CrossFitting years there. But right. Yeah, Michelle Moots has been around forever. She's Hollis awesome. introduced me to CrossFit. Hollis introduced me to CrossFit. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, he told me my squat was good at my L1. Yeah, he's probably lying to you. So you've been doing CrossFit for five years, and um, you take your L1, and you still learn some stuff. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It, was, it was awesome. It's amazing, right? Yeah. Uh, do you think more or less of your gym now that you've taken your L1? Do you want to go back and be like, you guys are fucking this up? Or do you no, want to be you like, wow, you guys are amazing? Yeah. I mean, I, my my home gym is amazing. Like, I, I had always felt like I probably had a bias towards, you know, Kyle and his coaching. Um, but the the thing that one of, one of the other doctors that was here with me was, uh, he's an emergency room physician, Keith Borg from, from my home gym. <clears throat> Excuse me. And one of the comments that we made, you know, right out of the gate was we've heard all of this, these cues, these, mm -hmm. the instruction, it, it's, it's, we've had it for the last five years and Kyle has just done an amazing job, you know? So I, I always wondered part of the reason why I wanted to do my L one was because I wanted to find out, okay, what's the gold standard? What is, what should we expect when we walk into a CrossFit gym? Because I had my idea of what that should be based on what I experienced what's, in my What's the name gym. of the gym? Uh, CrossFit James Island. James, and have you been there for all five years? Yes. Okay, sorry. You, you had your <clears throat> expectation of what you expected from a gym. Just based on what my experience was at CrossFit James Island. Mm -hmm. And and so that's kind of the, that was what I've compared all my other experiences and drop-ins and visiting other gyms has been sort of like, okay, how does this compare to my own? But what is, what is truly the gold standard you know what's being taught at the L1. And James Island is in Oklahoma. No, it's uh, South Carolina, oh, okay. Charleston, South Carolina. Okay, I, I grew up in Oklahoma. I, don't, I, don't, I can't think of too many islands in Oklahoma. No, no, no. This I, feels good. What does? Just this. It does. It feels. It feels familiar. It feels yeah, good. Yeah. Thank you, Doug, for absolutely taking our bringing our virginity back to us. <laughs> um, you, you. I mean, it's just been so long. Um, so. 
five years crossfitting take your l1 how does one actually get into a um mdl1 do you do or how did you know about them or what like like why not do one in your own town why yeah, do you do so, this one so interesting story i mean my my intent i i have an 18 year old son chase who's been crossfitting with me for about four years not chase ingram is it no okay no, chase Michaels. <laughs> uh, and actually my daughter crossfits with me as well she's 15 Hallie. Wow. um 16 now sorry you don't have an instagram account I, I do. I just don't know how to use it. Oh, cool. Yeah. I, knew, I knew I knew there was one. We were trying to find it this morning. <laughs> yeah. We, we try to get the I, dirt I, on I mean, people. you know, my son set it up for me, and I, I know how to, I, I can rudimentary follow people, so, but I, I really don't know. Do you have an interest it. in doing it? In Instagram? Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know enough about it to even know. Right. So I, I don't really, one of the awkward things about, being a physician and social media is that to some degree you have to maintain some separation right some professional separation from from your patients and from so if i'm posting stuff you know just all about my life outside of my profession then my patients it, it, you know, it, it can blur those lines. Just stick to cross, I, crossfit I, and dogs and Yeah, i'm seeing weirder and weirder shit on people's social media. Uh the uh, the the this this one isn't that weird, but but it, it's definitely something new to the fact that there's social media. Who who's the is her name Kathy Baker? Kelsey Kelly Kelly Ke Baker. Ke Kelly Baker. She she competes in the Northeast at the regional, and she's really really um, stunning looking woman, beautiful woman, and um, she's also a second grade teacher. And so I was looking at her Instagram and then I said, Hey, is there ever any like conflict between you and like your work, your second grade teacher? And you know, there's a lot of like photos on here of you just doing CrossFit stuff or right. like in bathing suits or, you know, and she said, no, but, it, but, um, no one, none of the guys, none of the dads want to miss their parent conference or something like that. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly like, it. it's like, wow. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think my mom ever saw my second grade teacher. Right. Well, so know, in that way, it's a, she never it's saw Mr. Tool. Nap camper with his shirt off at the beat. What? It's a work tool in that way. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but, but then also, but, but then also like I look at people's Instagrams and I see stuff that they're saying like, oh, today was a really hard week. My boyfriend broke up with me. And I'm thinking to myself, if I was hiring someone. <sighs> And I saw that on their Instagram, like, I, or, or their social media. I wouldn't. Um, I, I mean, it's I, I, I find it, that showing a lack of. I, I, I'm not attracted to hire that person. Well, for I mean, some it's basically turned off by that. It's basically what we. It's it's your resume. It's an impromptu form of your resume. Like we were looking for you just for information on you. Yeah. Right. And if you're looking for a job somewhere, I guarantee it's one of the first things to go and look at. Yeah. Is this person putting pictures of cats up? Yeah, that's or cool. Or are they like borderline homicidal? Right. <laughs> I just don't want to see we I just don't want to I guess I um I guess I just don't want to see weakness on people's weakness is a little strong but there's a there's this feeling that like you can just share everything on there right right and I just don't think that that's a mm. um right so I think I mean would you want to see everything about your doctor's personal life right 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 maybe nothing right right I so, just I just want to see the dogs Oh, yeah. Or cats, whatever you, whatever you want. Pick your poison. What if he was a a urologist and he's there's a picture of him picking up dog poop in his backyard, and then later on he's handling your junk. Is it his dog? Yeah, it's his I'm, dog. I'm cool with that. <laughs> we do have a dog. Uh, if I don't mention him, my kids will be mad. What what's what's dog? the dog's name? The dog's name is Boomer. Okay. What is he? He is a Morky. What? Wait, don't wait. 
It's a Yorkie and a it's a mutt mutt Yorkie. It's a Maltese Yorkie. Oh, what's a Maltese? <laughs> yeah. He's those are he, both weird dogs, right? Yeah, I, he, he's yeah. Those he's, are like both like overbred dogs. And he's a very anxious uh, young man, and uh, he and I have <laughs> sort of an agreement that we stay out of each other's way. Well, um, he stays out of my way. You know, the, you know, there's things that you know when you're getting old. One of them is like you start wearing a, a sun hat. You don't give a shit. You wear a sun hat. Right. Another one's if you get a Yorkie. No, not a Yorkie. Uh, Maltese Yorkie. Oh, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. I'm thinking, of a, I'm thinking of a Corky. That's the a long Corgi, dog. Corgi. Corgi. Yeah, it's such an old person dog. Like, if you get one of those when you're 20, it's like, you've already, like, Well, but that's the thing. It's like, like, hipsters have Corgis now. Yeah, it's such an old, it's like, don't wear sun hats when you're young, and I probably shouldn't say that, right? And don't get a Corgi. Oh, well, Nothing wrong with sun hats, man. Yeah, or Corgis, I guess. I don't know. But, I, I mean... I love Boomer. We just have an agreement. I'd be willing to give him a chance. Yeah. Um, does your son and daughter, do they live at home? Uh, my son just went to college. He's a freshman at Utah State University. My daughter is a sophomore in high school. And you, um, before I so rudely interrupted um, with my social commentary, you were going to talk about how you got into CrossFit and how you ended up getting into the, yeah, so, the L1. Yeah, I apologize. But, uh, no, that was my fault. Yeah. Don't take credit. Yeah. Um, Don't let him off the hook. So, so you know, Chase was getting ready to go off to college. I'm a big fan of the podcast. I listen, you know, uh, and you guys talk all about the L1 and how important it is. And, and like I said, I've, I've been going to other gyms and comparing them to my home gym, and I, I really wanted to know, okay, what is the gold standard? So I thought it would be a good opportunity for me to drag Chase along. We'll go take our L1 together, and he can be, you know, L1 certain – Sorry, L1, he can have his L1 uh, training. Certificate. Certificate, yeah. Oh, you know, uh, did they tell you that in the class? Don't oh, say yeah. certified? Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. yeah. It's one of the test questions, actually. Is it? It's yeah. the level one certificate course. Wow. Oh, shoot, I probably shouldn't have said that was a no, test question. No, it's fine. We've been dying to give away one of the questions on the podcast, <laughs> finally. Sorry, that probably just failed me right there. <laughs> Do you think you passed? I, I hope so, but yeah, I think so. Okay, so, so anyway, so you were so going to take your son. So I was going to take my son, so he and, and so that he could be so that he could be ready, and and you know that way, if he wanted to, he could coach when he's in college, make some extra money, and, right? You know, have access to a gym. Um, but his schedule really didn't work out. He was working quite a bit this summer, and and then I had seen the first MDL one come up on on the page, and I was like, man, how do you get into that? And uh, I was I, I I didn't know who to email. I didn't know who to contact. And then I saw that there that's was a the cross, couple. That's the CrossFit way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on, on which page? I I think it was somewhere just on a, dot com, somewhere right? on dot com. Yeah. yeah. Um. It was like, hey, first first all uh, MDL one at the ranch, and and I was like, man, that how cool would that be? Um. And uh, then I saw there there was they made an announcement somewhere that they were doing more. And so I was kind of like, well, I, I'm going to have to email somebody and figure out how do you how do you get onto the list to do that. And uh, then Keith from my gym had a friend named Dustin, and I'm sorry, Dustin, I don't remember your last name. Dustin's another emergency room physician from uh, Charleston, and Dustin had gotten in contact with somebody here, had the information, he forwarded it us to. Forwarded had it Dustin to us. done it? No. No, okay. No, he, he just... So you guys just jumped right over Yeah, him. he just jumped on it. Well, no, he, Dustin came out. He was with us, too. Oh, oh. 
Okay. Yeah, he was with us. So all three this of you weekend. signed up. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy you guys got all into the same L1 because there is a long waiting list. Yeah. Well, I think it was probably just because we jumped on it early. Okay. Uh, yeah. And so that was that. And then at that point, you knew also you weren't going to go with your son or you'll take it somewhere else with your son? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think ultimately, especially after this weekend's experience, I would love to drag Chase along. I think he would learn a lot. I think your daughter can take it too at 15, but I don't think she can take the test. Right. Is that right? Is that true? Does anyone know? I don't know. If she expressed an interest in it, I would certainly. Yeah, it's crazy, you know. right? Yeah, it's uh, um, they're just it's just lifelong tools. Yeah, yeah. There's plenty to take away even without the test. Yeah, right. Cor- yeah, right. Someone said the other day they go everything about this course is, it, it, it's the culmination is taking the test and without the test it's nothing. I'm like, and I looked at them. I go, really? They go, no, fuck, no. I'm totally joking. It has nothing to do with the <laughs> test, and it does have nothing to do with the test. Right. The test is, 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 I don't know what the test is for. I guess, yeah, I guess it's so you can train, but it's not where the, um, where the life lessons are. So you've been doing CrossFit for five years. How, how long were you doing it before you, um, realized, well, how, how did you, how did you get into the gym? And then the follow-up question is going to be how, how long before you were like, holy shit, this is some potent shit. So this is a, this is a story that I've shared a few times with, uh, <clears throat> your priest some folks yeah so so actually my my younger sister has been doing crossfit for a while she's probably she probably started three years before i did um she was a she just recently moved but she was a trainer at crossfit uh, oklahoma city um and you know she she probably eight years ago was talking to me she's like doug you've got to try this crossfit it is right in your wheelhouse mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, she told me about the website. I looked up the website and I was like, man, I don't, I don't recognize any of this stuff. I don't know what a thruster is. I don't know. I don't know how to, I'd never squatted before. Right. I didn't know how to deadlift. I I was going to the gym all the time, Globo gym stuff, back and buys, chest and tries, you know, typical stuff. Go get it. Uh, Yeah. And, uh, but there was a, there was a CrossFit gym that was on the way to work. I'd pass it every day. So finally, <clears throat> I decided, okay, I'm going to just go in and see what this is all Did about. Did you see your, your sister's body changing, her body composition oh, yeah. changing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So you knew and, something was up. Right. That had kind of gotten into your head. Right. Okay. Um, How about her diet? You know, I didn't, we never really talked about okay. that. Okay. She was in Oklahoma. You're in Charleston. Yeah. But when you would see her or FaceTime with her, yeah. you're like, oh, man, my sister's looking good. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so I, I contacted the guy the the coach and and he said okay we you know i don't let you just come in for a class you gotta you gotta meet me we gotta do a foundations class first but why don't we meet at the gym i can show you around and uh so i was like sure so i i had that took off a friday morning or something isn't it such a weird fucking business model How's, why? you can't just come in and give the guy money yeah. He got to come in there and interview um, you to take your money. Well, I, I, it's I, so weird, I think but so sincere, but it's so weird. I mean, how many years ago was this? This is eight years ago. Yeah, I feel like a lot. No, of gyms... five years ago. Five years ago. No, no, no. This is eight years, eight years ago. ago. Oh, so this oh, is a different. Okay. This is a different gym. So okay. this is sort of like I, I'm going. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah good. Okay. I, I, I feel yeah, so. not not take too much away from your story, but I feel like the foundations and introductory classes have kind of gone away. Yeah, I how mean, dare you? No, nah, I just, I mean, it's fine. It's fine. Man, at our gym, we did away with them. Really? We don't it's, have them. It's, it's you come in, and then the, I mean, definitely you get more attention, and the coach can kind of assess you on the fly. 
but you just you join the herd. Yeah, that's the way it is at CrossFit James yeah. Island too. We okay. didn't have a foundations class. But anyway, so this guy. Yeah, sorry. So, you know, we made an appointment to meet together nine o'clock at the gym. I pull up nine o'clock, doors locked, nobody's there. Huh. <laughs> so I was like, well, I'll just sit that's there playing hard to get. Yeah. So <laughs> take my money. So, uh, so I wait there. I, you know, at about nine ten, I turn the key in my car, fire up the ignition. This guy pulls racing up, parks in the spot next to me, jumps out. It's nine o'clock in the morning. He's got a dinner plate with a prime rib on it. Uh huh. <laughs> He's like, "Sorry, man, I had to go get breakfast." <laughs> and it just went downhill from there. Oh, it I did. Mean, okay. I, you know, it's just like he was walking me through the gym. He's like, "Here's the rig." Here's, you know, yada, yada, yada. But I felt like the whole time he was sort of like eyeing me up and down. Like, I don't think you're, I don't think you're quality enough to be here. So there's two, 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 two things he fucked up. He should have been there early. And, and two, he should be making you feel welcome. Right. Right. Exactly. At least giving you a bite of the prime rib. Not, not, yeah. not, hey, <laughs> pussy, this isn't for you. Right. So, and, and, but, but I can turn you into something amazing, man. You look, you, you have all yeah. the potential. Okay. Yeah. I like and, it. And, this is good. You know, so basically at the end of that interaction, I left there and I was like, well, CrossFit's not for me. I mean, you know. Did he I, ask you any questions about yourself? Well, I mean, he asked me if I worked out. You know, I told it, you know, I'd go to the gym, I do this, and standard stuff, right? I'm just, but. Did he ask if you had any inter- injuries? Did, you know, I don't know. Did he ask if you had kids? I mean, was there any personal? No, okay. Not a lot. Okay. It was more like it. I think most of it had to do with what is your fitness background? You know, what are you doing now? And that maybe that's why I felt like he was just assessing whether or not I was good enough to be there. Okay. You know, um, I don't think I looked overly deconditioned at the time. I mean, I'd still been going to the gym regularly. I right. always have. But, right. uh, but in, in any event. But I, even I if look- you were <clears throat> 50 pounds overweight and, 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 you know, shirt pulled out and smelling like alcohol, he should still embrace you. Right. Your client. I mean, I think that's the he, point. That's he part could of, even do more with you, right? Much more potential. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, you know, I basically said this is not for me. And did you get in your car and call your sister right away? No, not right no. away. But okay. I, t- I, you know, I told her later on. I was like, look, I, you know, here's what, here's what happened. I just don't know that this is something I'm really interested in. And was she like, oh, Doug, no, 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 it's not like that. Try another gym. I'm so sorry. That's yeah, like- I mean, it, yes and no. But I, at that time, at that point, I was like, you know, I was just totally turned off by it. Okay. And uh, so uh, looking back. I want to cry a little bit. I, I, I kind of want to. I mean, <laughs> I'd really like to bless story, that. Yeah, I mean, I missed three years of CrossFit because of that. <laughs> it's going to have a happy ending. Okay? I know. But still, the end. it's still. So, yeah. So then, then uh, I had a good friend who um, about three years later. I was like, hey man, I they just opened up a CrossFit gym on James Island. It's just down the road from us. Why don't we go check it out? Who's and, your, and what's your friend about? Uh, well, so he he's a he's actually a chiropractor in in Illinois okay. now, but he he and his wife just recently moved. So Nate Weidrich. Uh, and, and and what's your history with him? How did you know him? Just through church. Okay. Just and did he get work out at your Globo gym? No, no, no. He's just a family friend. He's always you know he. He is, uh, he's always been into fitness uh-huh. and, and I don't know if I should say this. He's say not, your, not your typical chiropractor. Okay. <laughs> um, he's not trying to cure diabetes by adjusting you. Okay. Um, he's very, very much into the PT aspect of things and, and, you know, um, 
more of a physical therapy type direction than anything else. Okay. And so, um, you know, he, he's he's somebody that I certainly got along with. And even though there's potentially some friction between medical doctors and chiropractors with with us, I didn't ever feel like there was anything in that. Argument. So he's just some dude you met at church. Yeah. And he got he has family. Yeah. And kids. Yeah. And you guys built a relationship over a few years. Right. And when he calls you and says, hey, uh, Doug, there's a CrossFit gym down there. Did you, Were you like, hey, dude, I tried one of those. They're bullshit. No, because I felt like at that point I was like, you know what? Maybe maybe I should give this another shot because at the time doing my Globo Gym stuff. Mm -hmm. I, Which I Globo Gym did you go to? It's one called Pivotal Fitness in, okay. in Charleston. Okay. <laughs> great, great name. Yeah. <laughs> they they have a golds there too. I did golds for a while, but um, you know I was, and and I even had a trainer for a short period of time, and he was telling me stuff to do, and it just I was getting no results. What was, what I expected, but still so. no squatting, no squatting, never squatted before I walked Crazy. into a CrossFit gym. Me neither. So. I did barely. I don't even. I don't know if I'd call it a squat, but I love a Globo yeah. gym. Like I did a lot of CrossFit. And well, that's because you're familiar with like a gym, like yeah. what a gym is. Yeah, you're I comfortable like, going into yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Well said. <laughs> but I never squatted, ever. And and I knew those Smith machines or whatever the ones where where you're stuck in that groove. I yeah. knew they were stupid. I was like, there's no fucking way there can be one machine for everyone. Right. I can't be forced into these weird. And I didn't like that thing where you lay on your back and put the leg press. Like this, something's not right here either. Oh, the sled. I think the sled's kind of cool. What did I do at the Globo? It's like, it's gym? like a novelty. I did. A, I, I did. A, a I can see. You, you I did a lot of seated presses. I did a lot of pull-ups. I did bench press. I did yeah. Stuff like that. Dumbbells. Yeah. You got to do curls. No, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't do curls. That's like the coolest thing is just oh, yeah. running the rack, especially yeah. in the in the, the hammer. Eric knows about thing. running the rack. I sucked I at curls. <laughs> okay, I should have done more. <laughs> um. So so he, so he invites you. Yeah. So he invited me, and I was like, "Hey, let's do it." And uh, we went to morning class at CrossFit James Island. Uh, Coach Brian Gargone was there. He wasn't eating prime rib, and uh, he was. Did you awesome. call, did you guys call ahead of time? Uh, yeah, I, I think I I think I Kyle Frazier is the the owner um, head coach, and I think I had contacted Kyle and he said, yeah, come on in. What was your friend's name, Anthony? <clears throat> uh, oh, Nate Nathan. Nate. Nate. Nate so Major. so you call you call the guy and you you call the gym and you're like, hey, tomorrow me and Nate are going to come in. I'm forty. One, five, five yeah and and nate's blah 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 and we're gonna we're gonna try this crossfit shit is that cool and yeah. he's like yeah come on i was coming to my seven thirty class i can't right. wait to see you guys kyle's like hey just come in just be a few minutes early so you can sign the waiver and you know love to have you and what I'm did you, forward to meet you and what did you wear uh good question yeah all my questions are good well, that one was a, yeah. that was so, extraordinary so I'm sure I had on some sort of Under Armour stuff and cool, and, uh, cool. and running shoes. Running shoes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, shorts or, or sweats or. Oh shorts. Shorts. Okay. Yeah. So so you something you normally wear to the global gym. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. And tell me, walk me through that first class. So um, first class, I walk in and um, like as I said, Brian was the coach. Totally welcoming. There was probably maybe five or six people. I know, I remember distinctly the two people that were there that are unforgettable. <laughs> Jessica Barron, who is a, a master's athlete, uh -huh. tried to qualify. She's been trying to qualify for regionals for a while. She just missed it this year. But 
phenomenal athlete and just i mean you walk in and so some chick this. in there that can just she's, bust your ass oh yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah. And, then, <laughs> and, and then she's uh, like lapping you <laughs> repeatedly and everywhere and then uh eddie who is a uh, a he, he played rugby professional rugby in south africa she's and these two guys balls just, for shoulders just, and, i mean they yeah. just i mean it was amazing just to sort of watch them and you know mm-hmm. it's like holy crap intimidating or inspiring Inspiring. Inspiring, yeah. Yeah. It's spoken like a true crossfitter. It's kind of like what is working out with Kara. Yeah. Humble yeah. pie. Yeah. She runs by you with the vest on. You're not wearing the vest. She's like, go. She's, she's, like, oh, yeah. she's rowing. rowing. <laughs> she's rowing and passing you. Like, and so you had a great class. Yeah, it was great. Do you and, remember and, the workout? Um, it was, so I think at the time, what Kyle would do is that if you were new, he would have you do the class but then at the time we were doing strength at the beginning and then do a wad at the end and I think he he had a standard kettlebell running workout for the for the very first time that you did a, a wad so you'd warm up and hear whatever lecture <coughs> there was with the class or whatever teaching there was component and then you would split off and do your own workout yeah for- I mean I think we did a weightlifting part of it which was when I knew that I mean I was in the right place because it, I was getting instruction. They were using the PVC pipe and even Jessica and Eddie were using the PVC pipe. And, right. And they were, you know, I think it was cleans and I'd never done a clean obviously. Right. And I'm like, well, this is cool. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm getting out of breath with a PVC pipe. Right. So something must be working. Right. You know, I wonder if everyone sees that. Like, oh. like doing something and not knowing what it is, but just knowing innately that it's right. Yeah, like because someone else could be like, "Well, this is bullshit. I'm not getting stronger. They have me using a PVC pipe." Oh no, but I mean, I'm I'm moving in ways I've never been asked to move before. Right. You know, it just seems like you have to be open minded to what fitness is and what health is. Um, because I mean, you see the guys out there who are buff as shit, but they do they have a they when you see them do push ups or pull ups, their range of motion is three inches. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like. Are th- I wonder if they're just so disappointed when they go into a CrossFit gym. Well, it's another reason the L1 is so is so um, so cool is that you go back to that PVC pipe and you get picked apart even further. Right. Like I remember, like almost wanting to cry. Wes Wes Pyatt, last L1 I went to, the overhead squat. Just I was like murdered holding this position. And I've been CrossFitting for like you know seven eight years. And you're good. Yeah, I'm all right. You're good. You're one of the gooder ones in the office. Gooder. <laughs> um, did you did, were you sore? Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. Are you still sore? But that's always good. Are you still sore? Um, yeah. Five years later? Yeah. But <laughs> not as, you know, honestly, I, I, I understand now that I have some control over that. You know, when my, when my diet is on, right. I'm much less sore when I'm not real strict about my diet. Than, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Say, I, I couldn't follow that. You're less sore when you're... Say when his diet when, is when I'm when that, I'm paying attention to my diet when I'm doing the right things I'm not nearly as sore. Ah, my recovery is much faster. I thought you were going to say <clears> taking <throat> rest in between, like more rest in between, you know, the AMRAP workout or whatever you're doing to to, to mitigate soreness. Interesting. Diet. What do you what do you think it is? is it inflammation. <clears throat> it's sugar. Sugar. But do Absolutely. You think, do you think it's... every fucking show is picking on sugar? Yeah. What's the big deal? <laughs> do you, Do you think it's because of the inflammation or yeah. just Inflammation. Yeah. What's worse for you, a can of Budweiser or a can of Coke? You know, I, I think they're probably equal. You do. Yeah. 
So what? both is a total disaster. Yeah. Do you really someone, need some, either one? What about like a Bud Light? So, so, cause someone sent me, someone sent me a DM the other day and basically like, Hey dickhead, you talk all this shit about soda pop and yet like, you know, yeah, you, you, you're in a community that throw, throws them back. And I was like, Oh shit. Oh shit. Yeah. But it's not it, the, 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 I don't think you can rationalize this one. No, no. The I way that, that the way that people treat me. soda and let's not even say so. It's just like like sugar, like a if you get like a sugar drink, there's no sugar in here, but they drink it casually throughout the day. Where I'm not cracking open a beer, pretty much any time outside of Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. That's like the only time I'll really even drink. Okay, but, but I'm what not about someone who has three. Ballast we're not talking every, about every, three. Every we're talking about they go to bed. One, one, one. Do you drink every day? Uh, so, I, yeah, full disclosure, I, I'm probably not the right person to ask the question about Coke versus no, beer perfect, because right. I've never had a beer. Wow. Is that I've true? Never is that true? I think Donald Trump said he's never had alcohol. Is that true? Never, never heard of it. No. Oh. You've, yeah. never, you've never had well, a beer. I'm in good company then, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he's got way more hair than you. Yeah. <laughs> but um, he slams Cokes. He does. Yeah, he does. Cokes and Mickey Cokes. D's. Yeah. Um, uh, I heard they got a Mickey D's in the White House. Is that true? Did yeah. you hear that? Maybe in like what, like the base? I don't know. Maybe I heard maybe there was, the Capitol building. I heard there was a button that Kennedy used to push that would bring him an iced tea, and I heard he had that's he that <laughs> seriously, and I heard he's changed that button to bring him a uh, uh, Coke and some uh, a quarter pounder, quarter pounder, something like that. It's yeah. not that hard to believe. You can buy yeah. a shoe that orders a pizza nowadays. Huh? Trump's got a button for a quarter <laughs> for, a, for a quarter pounder with cheese. Who makes that? Nike. That's uh, Domino's. No, see, Pizza Hut Domino's. I, Do you know about that? Remember. No, the a shoe. shoe that orders pizza. Yeah. For real? <laughs> like a button on it. So you've never, you, you went to college? <laughs> yes. Where? Brigham Young University. Oh, oh beautiful oh, campus. Oh, now we're seeing it. Do they, do they, they don't allow drinking probably on that campus. No, technically it's not allowed. If, if you, if, if you are drinking, you're violating the honor code. Are you, are you, you're, Mor are, you're Mormon? Yes. And you don't drink caffeine either? Nope. Or have you ever had wine? Nope. Have you ever had vodka? Nope. Tequila? Ecstasy, nope. Cocaine, nope. iced tea, nope. That you—that's some clean living. I try to be, yeah. What? So the only altered state of mind that you get is through CrossFit. That's about it. Wow. No, no don't sell him short. He's got to alter his life. Your family. No altered state altered of mind. Altered state or, of mind. Yeah. Oh, altered yeah. state of at mind. At the end of a, of a pretty intense workout. Yeah. You get um. You have CrossFit. You probably done some sleep deprivation in your day. Yes. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. That's really impressive. I mean, do you ever I think? I don't know. It, it, it's like, <laughs> do you ever? Do you so ever, honestly, do you it just never. Like, it never. It, it was never something that I was drawn to. Right. And so, you know, people are kind of like taken aback by it. But you know, nah, not at all. I'm a full practitioner, so for me, it's hard to. Yeah. Like you know, for drinkers, it's like okay, I'm not drinking for three months. Right. Like, like Kara's not drinking for thirty days. Right. You know, it's like a. And for you, you would have to be like, okay, I'm going to try drinking for 30 days. You would have to do the opposite. <laughs> I come up here every day for 30 days. Is, is it true that the Mormon church is trying to rebrand itself? I read an, I article, I read an article I last week that they're moving away from the Mormon church and Mormonism to um, the church of Jesus Christ or the church. Well, not so technically speaking, I mean, the, really the, the name of the church is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Latter-day Saints, yeah. And, and so... You know, it's important from our perspective that we use the proper name 
because there's a lot of people that, quite frankly, don't realize that we believe in Jesus Christ. There's a lot of misconceptions about our religion. And so... No, no one picks on you guys behind your back. Yeah, exactly, right. (laughs) So so it is, you know, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So the reason that we... But we're known as the Mormons just because of our belief in a in a book of scripture called the Book of Mormon that is a companion to the Bible. So, um, so people just, that's a, that's just a nickname, mm. but, uh, anyway. so the answer is I, no. So well, there's I, no rebranding. I think it's just more of, maybe they, they updated, look, I think they updated the style guide. Maybe that's what it was. Where did guide. you, where did you read that? Do you remember? I was like CNN. Oh, I just, I just source of all Apple the, news, man. Coming that, through. That, just reading it. I have a lot of friends. I grew up, I grew up in a really large Mormon community. And I have a lot of friends who are Mormon. Tons of practice. Mormons work here. Oh, really? There's a handful here, yeah. Huh. All the honest, good, non-drinking people. <laughs> <laughs> All the people who come to work on time put in a full day's of work. <laughs> remember, remember how Eads was saying 80, uh, 20% of the people do uh, 80% of the work or yeah. something like that, yeah. that? That ratio, the 80-20 rule? Those are the Mormons. Oh, there you go. Um, I'm glad they're representing here. Great cookies. They represent Mormon great Mormon moms here. have the recipe figured out. So, so, you, so you're at this gym. Um, after your first day, do you just start going consistently three on? Yeah, absolutely. Three on, one off, or whatever. Yeah. And, and you basically well, can... first, first, uh, actually, the first month or so, Kyle was like, "Hey, look, just come three days a week. You don't need to do more than that." Right. And uh, so, I, I probably went three or four days a week. Okay. But the, the soreness and the, you know, I recognized pretty early on that having the rest. For something that I was not used to doing was probably good. And um, and your buddy Nate, did he keep going? Mm-hmm. And for a while, he he gave it up after he gave it up after a year or so. He started working out in his garage. He had four kids under the age of ten. You so know, he's crossfitting, he but just in his garage. Exactly. Okay. So he didn't give it up. The he didn't give up the crossfitting. He just gave up going to the gym. Took the methodology and yep, yeah. got it. Um, and I fully get that. Even like last night after the party, like I tried to lure Matt over, but. It, you know, 10 o'clock at night, like you got to go in your garage and get it. If you haven't got it, you got to get your dose. Uh, and, um, what, what was your wife thinking? What was her perception or your kid's perception as you started this of what dad was doing? Um, so I've always, unfortunately, did she think you were degree. cheating on her? Like, Hey, no. where are you going in an hour every day? <laughs> <laughs> this is weird. No. Um, valid, I have a, valid question. What are you laughing at? Four totally times valid. a week. Yeah, yeah. Really? <laughs> What's wrong with you? I have a, you know, my personality is such that when I get into something, like I just really get into it. I can relate. And, and uh, you know, so it was just a one, an, another thing in a long line of interests that I had really started to just pursue, pursue, yeah. and get and get overly involved in. And so she was like, no, it was. Stand up paddleboard surfing for a while. So now we're moving on to CrossFit. So, uh, yeah. And um, and does she go? No. After five years, she still doesn't go. No. That's kind of amazing, right? It's just not her thing. Right. Um, It it wasn't my wife's thing either. Yeah. But just after a while, it just kind of like seeps in. Like. Yeah. I mean, you know, we have talks about it. She's. I just don't. You know, if if it's not. That's not her time. It's not her time. For know? sure. Yeah. And, and your kids, how did, how did you get them into it? So um, my son started going with me. I'd been going for about a year. And uh, he, I, I think, you know, he was looking at getting ready for football or getting ready for soccer. Knew that he needed to make some changes. And uh, 
you know, I said, why don't you come on with me? Try it out. And he just immediately was embraced by the class. And that's, I mean, I will forever be thankful to the community. Like adults for, showing him respect, giving him eye contact, <laughs> treating him like an yeah. eagle, and he's like, shit, I'm home. Exactly. Like the, like the way the church should be. Right. I mean, they just everybody just immediately just welcomed him in, and he just became part of the class. They've done the same thing for my for my daughter, Hallie. You know, uh, I never thought about this before, but it's a, it's a trip. I like that name, Hallie. It's a trip that, um, you know, usually there's like, hey, my dad's doing this. It's stupid. It's for old people. My mom's doing this. And like, you know what I mean? Like, like if you're a kid like um i don't know if this is true or not but i guess facebook is for old people now and like you know like myspace went away it's like things that, like there's trends like what's cool what's not for different ages and um crossfit has totally transcended that like no one's looking at crossfit and being like hey that's for old people or oh that's that's just a woman's class or oh that's just a man's thing or right. there's so many things that fall into that and we have none of that right yeah it's excellent well said if i mean you can be crawling and go to a Ba- babies to 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 a week away from your deathbed yeah come on in and you're still cool mm. some ways that's preferred yeah come on in the worse off you are the better yeah so so um you like that you like working out with your kids oh it's fantastic i bet that's like such an awesome but i mean that that by itself is worth just going i mean you know it's it's given us time together um and we have a lot of common talk now you know stuff that we can relate to with each other or something you know i think parents and kids probably struggle to find common ground yeah and and it's something that it is easy well it's an, to, in, it's an interest that bleeds <clears throat> into a lifestyle yeah which gives you other things like you're going to eat the same so you're going to eat you know a meal go out to eat and have the same conversations about i want to eat this and not eat that yeah that's cool for for, for me and my wife there's also like a uh a subtle yet profound increase in our intimacy. So like we could like start working out together and like maybe there's some riff like, hey, who knows? There could be some tension. And it's never there at the end of the workout. Right. You know what I mean? Or or we're both lying there after the work, there, let's say everything's great, and then after workout there's just, both people are broken down or you're driving home or you're, and it's just there's um, a clarity. Like it really is profound, but it is subtle too. It's not like um, like an avatar when they connect their tails together. <laughs> but uh, but it's um, nice. but but it is, but but it's but it's real. It's 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 really cool. Yeah. I didn't feel that way when we worked out in your garage the other day. <laughs> <laughs> you were fucked up. You were too. <sighs> we did a we did an assault bite workout. Um, oh. Four of us, it was basically just go as hard as you can for 10 calories, and we did it for an hour. Matt, um, Sean Haynes, my wife and I. Yeah, it was such a bad idea. Yeah. It was such a bad idea. I laid on the driveway, and I went and laid on the couch, and I was like, I got to go home. I was going to say, how about the next day? Like, I I did an assault bike workout a few weeks ago just on my own. I was... The next day, I was crushed. Yeah, I was okay the next I day, but I, I, I was, I got stuck in the driveway for about twenty five minutes, like 
not feeling like myself. Yeah. But I never have seen Matt. <laughs> Matt probably stayed at my house for 40 minutes in the prone position. You, uh, were, you were lying in the street for 25 minutes. Yeah, and your, 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 mom, your mom came home, <laughs> and she just looked at us on the driveway. <laughs> it was weird. So who decided to program that? I did. I did. Yeah. I did. I it sounded like over. a great idea. Yeah. We put a movie on? Yeah, we put a movie <clears> on, and just we're just getting at it. You I mean, 10 calories, there's four of us. That's a lot of rest. I think we got close to a thousand too. We got we were like nine. I think something. like thirty five minutes into the workout, um, some guy pulled up too. Uh, oh, Eric. Kind of, yeah, yeah. And he jumped in. So I'm like, oh, this is easy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we got a fifth. <laughs> at Ooh. which point did you realize? At what point did you realize? Um, hey, I got to get my patients doing this. So, How many patients do you have? <clears throat> oh, I don't know how to answer that question. Okay. A lot. Okay. Um, it, um, because it's not like a real question. Like, uh, it, it's not applicable? Right. I mean, in terms of, I mean, there's... Like, do you have regular patients? Yes. Like, people who are on your roster? Yes. Okay. Right. So, unfortunately... At any one time. Yeah. I mean, you know, given what I do, unfortunately, there's a fair amount of turnover. Right. Um, you know, people pass people away. People getting better. Oh. People move on. Um, so... <laughs> but at any one time, like, what, what is, is there a max workload you could have? No. I mean, I probably see... Somewhere between 250, 300 people a month. Wow. Individually? There's some re repeats in there. Wow. That's incredible. You know, 15 to 20 a day. Wow. That's a busy day. Yeah. And you have to know all of their shit, like their lives? Yeah. Wow. Does anyone ever come in and you're like, oh, oh man, I'm so glad you don't drink. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's great. No. How do you remember all those names? Yeah. I was, I was going to say, so, you've been rattling off names the entire time we've been in here, and I'm it, very it, impressed. It's interesting. I, I just had this conversation with Keith, uh, you know, the ER doc that I was... I'm, I'm terrible with names. I don't know. I just... I, um, you know, I, I, I can say... I, I, can, I can tell you what this guy's scan looked like six months ago when he was diagnosed. I can tell you what the measurements are of his tumor... Two months ago, when it was his most recent scan, uh -huh. tell you what his white blood cell count was last week. But, but I can't you don't know if his name. You don't know if his name is Jill or Mike. <laughs> I, I can tell you his family history. <laughs> I, you know, but but I can't. You know, half the time when I see them, I'm like, oh, I, you know, thank goodness I've got a chart. Yeah. Why but, Why uh, do people get cancer? Oh, I, we don't know that. There's there's uh, lots of different reasons. The wiki a, the wiki page says that um is is is. And I know it's kind of a stupid question. That's why I asked it. But yeah. um, smoking alcohol. Well, like absolutely. Those are major contributors. Major, major. And right. then, and then, uh, and then I guess exposure to shit. Yeah. So, I mean, it's multifactorial. You've got a heavy dose of environmental exposures that, that I think what it, what it boils down to is that there's some sort of genetic predisposition to the cancer, but you expose that by environmental exposure. So it's kind of like, you know, the, um, the whole thing with introducing the Western diet to the Pacific Islanders. You know, they, they didn't have diabetes before the Western diet was introduced. And now it's rampant through their community. Rampant. Yeah. So, you know, it's the same thing. If you, if, if you have the genetics that predispose you to lung cancer, but you never pick up a cigarette, you're good to go. You, you, you should be okay. Better odds. Right. Your, your coal mine job isn't helping, though. Right. Mm -hmm. okay. But then but then there are those that just, you know, look, there are people that don't smoke that get lung cancer. 
and God, so you just fucked. you just can't you know you can't assign one specific cause to it and i think that's the reason why you know in 2018 we're still struggling to find appropriate treatments that are really really you know long term going to lead to a cure how about these e-cigarettes i think it's those are just as bad as smoking i, I don't worse? I don't see, are they worse I, I mean i don't know i think time will tell i don't see you know it's the same thing you're inhaling some sort of thing into your lungs that you're not supposed to right right i mean it can't be good well, let's get down to brass tacks is Lacroix gonna give me cancer <laughs> yeah sparkling I, water bad for you i i don't know do you drink sparkling water i don't i just <sighs> I, I don't like carbonation <sighs> but you have kids i have four kids you're not a virgin no <laughs> confirmed no sparkling water <laughs> No, no, no. Did you ever smoke cigarettes? Nope. Um, did you ever chew tobacco? Nope. You ever had nicotine? Nope. Oh, man, nicotine is such an amazing drug. Yeah, you, you've said that before. I couldn't disagree more. It's so... Yeah, I've heard you talk about your smoking. Yeah, focus. I mean, just what it does to your... Mm-hmm. Um, at some point, you must... You, you, you are, you've so embraced CrossFit, you've embraced it so long, longer than maybe you've embraced paddleboarding, and you you realize that hey this could have a real benefit for my my patients. Yeah. Um, it didn't take that long. I mean, and and honestly, the 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 first thing was this could benefit my staff because I mean these these people are around me all the time. I mean, we're a family, and so I've got my family at home. They're already sort of joining in to you know and and you know I care about these people that I work with, and I see. You know, I mean, there's there's such a. I mean, obviously, we recognize there's a huge problem with uh, body image, and you know, the women in our in our society, unfortunately, just have this this pressure to look a certain way and to to be a certain way. And one of the things I love about CrossFit is that it's doesn't matter what your body type is. You know, get in there and be strong. Right. Just do, do what you're meant to do. And and, you know, so I I, I you know I, I would love to see my staff be able to go in there and feel better about themselves physically. I, I you know I think it just only would turn into. Just did you, a, how did you introduce it to them? And how big is your how big, when you say your staff? How many people are we talking? It was about forty. Okay, forty people. Oh, were you were you the first one in the forty to do CrossFit? Yes. Okay, so that all of a sudden you're doing CrossFit yeah. and they start seeing like you're wearing the shirt and you're bringing your food to work. You, and you got ribs on your Tupperware container. Yeah. yeah, and they see cuts. Is that? Yeah, I mean, you know, just I'm talking to them about it and you know explaining what it is and and uh, you know trying to introduce the concepts and hey, why don't you know this would be something you guys should try this. Because invariably, you know, every January there's a nutrition challenge where yeah. all the people in the office are gonna they're gonna diet and they're gonna lose weight and everybody's gonna track it and you know and it happens all the time every year and then you know before too long nobody's on their diet and unfortunately in our office we've got you know the the pharmaceutical reps are bringing in lunches mm. they they bring in junk you know there's always dessert was is it January twenty second is that the most like when most New Year's resolutions fail. Wow. I would say it's not even a month in. Yeah. Wow. It's like yeah. just over three weeks. <clears throat> I will not eat sugar this year. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> so so how many of them have you gotten to do it? None. Wow. After five years. 
because you're an asshole and you're intimidating and you punk <laughs> them? Well, how, how do you, not, after five years, not have one? So this is, this is kind of how it started with me trying to reach out to the gyms around my clinic because uh -huh. my, I, I, I go to CrossFit James Island. I live on James Island, but my clinic's about 30 minutes away. Okay. So most of my staff comes from a completely different section of the city. Right. And uh, so we, we did have a nurse practitioner that worked for us for a while, and she, she did CrossFit, and she drug a couple of girls to the class. And they, I, I'm not sure what gym they went to, but apparently, you know, they came back and they were like, oh, we're not doing that again. Oh, Heather wow. just crushed us. Oh, damn but, it. But I don't know. I mean, again, I, you know, that, that gym that they went to, I've never gone to. So okay. I don't know, you know. What happened. What happened. Right. I mean, if they walked in there and nobody welcomed them and they didn't feel, you know, they just felt like they were thrust into this this workout and they were completely overwhelmed. And Heather's over here. She knows all the movements. She knows what she's doing. But but they have no idea. I mean, they're just going to feel out of place. And there's How? a couple of them went with her and I, they just never went back. How many people have you converted to Mormonism? Uh, none right here. I mean, I, when I was on, I did a mission in, oh, in where? Uh, at Honduras. Oh, rad. You speak yeah. Spanish? Yes. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, did you convert any there? I did. I don't, I don't know the number. It's been 30 years. I have no idea. Yeah. I actually, I recently asked, Hebrew was asked this question and he said it was maybe one out of a hundred or maybe 200 that you would get together. I'm just trying to check your conversion of CrossFitters to uh. converting to Mormons. See if like, you're giving equal... Uh, equal uh, so, equal effort. Well, he, yeah. he was born into Mormonism, so he's had his right. entire life. Well, any, yeah. any focus, two years just on trying to convert people, right? Is that what it is? It's a two-year mission? Or? It is, right. Yeah. right. Um, you thought you maybe should quit being an oncologist for two years and just... And just do CrossFit. Yeah, just get Preach the gospel people, yeah. of CrossFit. I mean, I've converted my parents. Wow. I mean, I, you know... That's... I, so... To... You got and I don't know do that I can, You got your parents to do CrossFit? Yeah, I don't. I don't. I. I mean, I can't take credit for that all by myself yes, because I. Well, no, because my sister started us. Right. Right. My sister started ah. it, and then I have another younger sister that is also a trainer at CrossFit Oklahoma City, Lindley, um, and uh, so they were doing it. I've been doing it. My parents have sort of looked at this and they're like, "This, this is really cool. We could get into." This. How old are your parents? They're in their mid seventies. That's amazing. Yeah. Converting, getting parents in is like, I mean, CrossFit is made for our parents, but like to actually get them to realize it and get them in that, wow, you must be so proud. Yeah. I'm so proud of my mom. Yeah. I'm proud of my mom too. It's nuts. But it wasn't that far of a stretch for my parents in terms of, they, they weren't sedentary. I mean, I, I My I dad's not sedentary. He doesn't go to the CrossFit gym. Oh. He's, he moves all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my, I've been blessed to have good examples. My mom swam all the time when i was growing up my dad played racquetball every day um do you play racquetball what a fun game I, yeah god racquetball is yeah. awesome i love racquetball but it's a dying sport there's just not many people that play it anymore oh man that sound the ball makes when it hits your buddy yeah. in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> the sound that he makes <laughs> yeah so you have um you so believe in the crossfit lifestyle that you have started <coughs> to go to gyms you take over tell me tell me what you're doing so you know my my experience with that first gym was something that prevented me from getting into crossfit for three years and i i felt like you know there's 
It's the experience you want to have with crack, not with CrossFit. You want your first experience to push you away. I, I guess. I don't know. I haven't thought much about crack. You don't want to be doing the backflips off, right. of, off of roofs. So after your first experience. So after my first experience, <laughs> I, I, I just felt like, you know what? I, I can't just assume that any box is going to be able to to reach these people that I care about, right? So, so if I'm gonna if I'm gonna send somebody into a box, I want to make sure that they're well taken care of, and and I think by and large the vast majority of CrossFit affiliates intend to take care of their people, and they and and but the reality is it's very it's highly variable, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, I just felt like you know I could easily go myself. And just kind of eyeball this and, and get a feel for it because there are several gyms around the area. So why not check it out before I send somebody and then decide, okay, this is this is the one where I would feel most comfortable sending my patient or sending my staff or sending my mom. And how many have you gone to? So in our local area, I've just gone to two or three. Uh, but it, I've since I sort of had started having this idea and wondering what is the what's the gold standard for a crossfit class mm-hmm. you know every chance i get to drop in somewhere when i'm traveling i go and i'm looking at it through the eyes of not me but somebody who's never crossfit before right and, and describe kind of that gold standard what would you like to see for your patients i first and foremost just welcoming just make sure that somebody you know if you see somebody that you don't recognize go say hi introduce yourself easiest thing to do yeah and i think that starts with the coach right it starts with at the top but if you engender that culture where you know the the coach is just automatically welcoming i think ultimately it leads to the community doing the same thing absolutely and i think that you know kyle at CrossFit James Island, I've told him a number of times that I just, I feel like he has this tremendous ability. He has developed a community where everybody there sort of will do that on their own. I, I don't I don't know for sure, but I don't think that there are too many people that drop in. We get a lot of drop-ins because we're right by the beach and, you know, Charleston's a destination, but um, get a lot of drop-ins. I don't feel like there are too many people that show up that, everybody kind of ignores them they're off in the corner it's easy when you have your group you everybody's familiar with each other it's real easy to just kind of congregate right and and just you know stick to yourselves but um on the other hand too when you feel ownership of your gym you when someone walks in you want to like immediately um address them Make yeah. contact with it. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's like, like it's like you, like, have, like, you have a stake. Like who are, yes, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Hey, don't when you can, this, this is my gym. Please don't pee on the toilet seat. Don't or, drop that. Or if you do, you got to clean it up. Right. Yeah. Good job, Matt. <laughs> um, oh, is, you told me a great story about a gym. You you uh, when we had the conversation on the phone, we tell that story again about how you popped yeah. into a gym. So I so I dropped into a gym that was uh, close by and. Uh, you know, I had contacted the the gym owner beforehand and said, "Hey, look, I'm just want to drop in. I don't work out, or you know, I'm not looking to to um, join the gym necessarily, uh, but I'd like to come in and just drop in for a workout because I work out down on James Island." He's like, "Sure, come on in." And uh, so, I I don't know how much I told him of my intent, like, 
I, I think I probably mentioned to him I would love to be able to to see some of my staff come in and maybe even get some patients to, to come in. Um, but he's like, yeah, come on in. And so I took the class. And he was not coaching. And he actually, I, he coached the, the session before, and I think he had to leave. Um, and it wasn't. It wasn't that the class was bad. It wasn't. There was a lot of people, and I can tell you, after taking the L one this weekend, man, I, I can see coaching a CrossFit class is there's so many moving parts. Like you can understand that not having taken the L one, but when you when you take the L one and you're you're now forced to be a coach and to give feedback to a single individual, right? And I mean, it's a struggle just to be able to cue one person. Let in alone, front of you. Let alone eight, right. 16. So this was a big class. There was probably 15, 20 people in this class. But uh, the warm-up was, it was, you know, kind of short. And we were warming up. Well, uh, in this case, I don't think we, we did a warm-up. We didn't load up with, or we didn't warm up with a loaded bar. That was it. I went to another gym where that happened. And, uh, but uh, we, you know, we did a real short warm-up and then it was three, two, one, go. And, uh, you know, I'm looking around and I'm thinking there, there's a lot of people in this class that probably could, could have used some extra time with the PVC pipe before we did this, or they could have used some extra time for some mobility or some, some, uh, workout specific movement. Cause we, we did some of it, but not a lot. I felt like it was, the warm up was really truncated. And, uh, and so, you know, again, looking through the eyes of somebody who's never done it before, I was like, man, I, you know, I don't know. That, that might have been pretty, pretty intimidating because there was, and there just wasn't a lot of instruction. I'm looking around the room. There's not a lot of walking around sort of cueing people or saying, here's, you know, before we even start the workout, here's what I want you to do. Here's the weight I want you to use, so on and so forth. Um, so I left there kind of with a, a little bit of a eh, feeling about, you know, do I, do I send somebody there? And, uh, so that night, on my way home, I get a phone call from the gym owner. And he's like, hey, this is Matt. And I just, you know. You peed on the toilet seat, Doug. That wasn't cool. <laughs> no, no, he's like, oh, no, that's not what he said. He's, he's like, hey, listen, I just wanted to, you know, how was your, how was your experience? What, what did you think? I mean, tell me what, you know, what can we do better? And I'm like, you know. Uh, Were you surprised that he called? Absolutely. That's really I mean, cool. I mean, it's very cool. I, it, I've dropped into probably at least 20 gyms. Around the U.S. Around the U.S. And nobody has ever called me for a follow-up. Yeah. Oh. Awesome. And I, I was like, okay, he's asking me sincerely what he can do better. That's something that, you know, if I'm, this is something I face all the time as a small business owner, as a, as a physician. It's like, you know, how do you know when you're actually meeting your patient's needs? How do you know when you're doing well for your colleagues? Are they, are they getting the service that they need if they're referring patients? Because there's this tendency, I think people just don't want to, they don't want to upset you. And so they, they hide behind the truth or they, they just feel like if, if they tell you what they really feel that somehow you're going to be offended. But I was like, this, this guy's asking me sincerely and hopefully I can do for him what I would want somebody to do for me if I'm asking the question. And it's just say, here's what I think you did well. And here's what I think could do better. And I just, and I explained to him, I said, look, I think that, you know, 
it's a tough situation when you have all those people in there, but I think a little bit of a longer warm-up and maybe some, some more attention to the movement itself would be good. And he's like, he said, thank you so much for your feedback. And he, he got real excited. He was like, you know what, I'm, I feel like, you know, we're definitely going to make some changes. He called me, I think, the next day, and he just said, hey, listen, I just want you to know I met with my coaches this morning, and I told him what you told me, and and uh, he said, "Please come back because I, you know, we're going to make some changes, and I, I think you'll, I think you'll appreciate it." I Two love the story. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is great. Yeah. So I went back. Hey, it's his fucking business. It's yeah. his livelihood. It's his profession. He's taking it that seriously. Right. He wants to give the best service out there to his clientele. How old was the guy, roughly? Do you think? Oh, he's probably thirty, mid thirties. Okay. I mean, the, so yeah. past the dumb age, but still not old like you. Not old like me. By the dumb age, I mean like your twenties. You know what I mean? Thank you. Like when way. you can't even when you can't even imagine. Eric's in his twenties. You're in your twenties. Yeah. When you're, <laughs> what you're so mature. When you, I, I mean, I mean that. I mean that because. No, you're right. When you're in your twenties, you can't even imagine what a fifty year old needs to warm up. You can't even right. imagine. So to be in your twenties and be open minded to. I mean, because you see people like Ron Ortiz, and, and I haven't actually asked him, but I'm assuming he has to, that guy's, I'm, ass, I'm assuming the profundity of his fitness is his warm-up. Because you see him compete at this crazy high level or any of these Masters athletes, and, like, I know what happens. I'm 46. I know what it's like getting out of bed. Right. You wouldn't even recognize me. It's only an hour later that I look, like, remotely like a human being. Right? I mean, is your warm-up pretty? I have to warm up. Yeah, like, like I have to warm up. You have to be beads of sweat have to be coming before right. you. And in your twenties, you're like, "Hey, let's go!" Right? Yeah, you're basically <laughs> made of rubber. Yeah. I'm, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm just getting out of that, and it was a tough transition to make. But, but, but the question is: Is that really? I mean, is that true? Don't we all really need to warm up? I mean, uh, who is 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 the longevity going to be better if you? Long. You would know the answer to that better than me. Um, you're, you're, you're probably right. Warming up's probably good for everyone. But like, I mean, did you, I, I remember in my twenties pulling up to the beach and the door pops open and you run down to the beach carrying a case of beer and just start throwing the Frisbee as hard as you can and throwing back beers Yeah. and your body felt, never felt better. I never warmed up before I started CrossFit. Yeah. I mean, a warm up was just like, you know, 30 seconds at a slow pace on the treadmill. And then, right. You know, I mean, to put another comparison is you go out to the beach and you don't see 14, 15, 22, 27-year-olds doing stretches around the water. Right. You see the old guys doing stretches yeah, around yeah. the water. And we have the, we're, we're here in Santa Cruz. <laughs> Just so people know, we're uh, uh, 70 miles south of San Francisco, 300 miles north of Los Angeles, sitting here in the Redwoods with Dr. Oncologist Doug Michelson. One more thing about that. Jim. You know there's no, there's no Doug Michelsons on Instagram? I'm not. I, I, there's, so my there's, account doesn't come up? There's zero. I didn't, maybe you misspelled it. Oh, maybe. Last name is S-E-N. I did. I did do that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm, I, I, miss, I, spelled. I, I put in Douglas. Yeah. Okay, so sorry. So, oh, look at it. Well, no, I, I have one more thing about the gym. Okay, yeah. go. If that gym owner is going to go to the lengths that he is <laughs> to call somebody who dropped into his gym once and a follow-up to that follow-up, just think of what his attention to detail is going to be for everything else. Absolutely. Right. It's like, I, it's, it speaks volumes. Right. So did you ever go back to the gym? I did. And it was different. Wow. That unfortunately, the day that I went back, Matt was not there because his wife had a baby that day. Great oh. name. So 
I did. I haven't had a chance to talk to him, and and because I and I plan to go back again. Obviously, um, what was different? Longer warm up, better warm up. Longer warm up. The coaching. I mean, just in general, the there was more, and and, and not. Not did they recognize me. you? Did you see the coaches go, oh, shit, there he is. Make no. sure we're an extra nice to him. Because so yeah, Tell the, on us again. So that was the other thing. That, <laughs> the, the guys that were there, there were a few people that were there from the time that I had come in before. And it had uh-huh. been six weeks. Uh-huh. I had at least three people come up and say, hey, man, how you doing? Oh, just clients. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Just people that, that recognized me from being there before. I like, hey, good to see you back. You know, mm-hmm. that's always, I mean, that's important, right? I mean. Do affiliate? Yes, it is. Do, 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 do either of your affiliates, like at the end of class, like the coach will yell, hey, guys, do me a favor. I want all of you um, uh, tonight, whatever um, people are drinking, make sure you turn it down and have a glass of water. You know, make a little extra step today. Or, hey, guys, if you're going to make a bad food choice today, all I ask you to do is count to 10 and, like, maybe don't make that choice. Or, um, hey, guys, tonight before you go to sleep, I want you guys to um, do, for like, five or ten minutes of – do you ever get any of that? Like, did any, like – uh, for for from from your affiliate, yes. like when you work out, like yes. are you getting like um it's like things after do more? Class? Yes, yeah, just or just like yeah. them giving you a clue. Hey guys, here's what I want you to do today. Instead of using, if you're gonna have a sandwich today, I want you to take off the top piece of bread and just don't eat that piece of bread. And actually, I want you to try that all week. How many of you eat sandwiches in here and it, like have class raises their hand? I go, I want all you guys to do that. Can you do that for me? Like, do you get that type of lifestyle coaching from? Yes, you do. So it you know, in our gym, they're relatively frequent uh, at least two or three times a year nutrition challenges and uh but kyle's good all year long about talking about nutrition giving up that and giving out that advice yeah giving out that advice but but also things like sleep you know he'll he'll remind us of the importance of sleep routinely you don't get a lot of sleep do you i do you do yeah how, how much sleep do you get a night six hours <laughs> that doesn't seem like a lot to me. <laughs> Do you sleep straight through all those entire six hours? No. No, you're up. up. Yeah. yeah, I'm old. Yeah. What does that mean? I'm yeah, old. I, I wake up in the middle of the night every night. Why does that happen to us when we're old? It just happens. I'm not old and it happens to me. When, when Matt, stop. Let the okay. old guys commiserate. <laughs> okay. Let the old guys. <laughs> like uh, when you're young, you roll over and you don't know it. When you're old, like if you turn over, you know it, <laughs> right? Really? Oh, it's so weird. Yeah. The most profound thing happens when you're sleeping at night as a kid is you flip your pillow over. You're like, I oh, got the cool, cool side, side of the pillow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When you're old, it's like everything. Should my hand be here? Should it be here? <laughs> Usually my shoulder sides. cracks. Yeah. yeah. I got to be honest. I slept so poorly last night. It was terrible. Mm. That stupid dog was barking outside our window like at one in the morning. Were you at um, the uh, Hilton? I was at uh, um, yeah CC? in Gilroy, and oh. I was like, I've never slept in a hotel where there's a dog barking outside the window. <laughs> this thing won't welcome, shut welcome up. to Gilroy. Yeah, you've never been to Gilroy, <laughs> garlic capital of the world. Yeah. Have you sent a client yet? Um, I have. I they I they've not followed up. The, the client, I mean, I've I've actually did. I've given I've given the the directions and sort of, you know, contact information multiple times. I think ultimately what's going to have to happen is probably going to need to be me like walking in with somebody, which I'm willing to do. Yeah. Maybe if you charge them, I know that sounds um, uh, not intuitive, but um, they would feel obligated. It's like, um, it's like if I buy my kid a skateboard, 
I'm, he's going to try to ride it 20 times in front of me. So I feel like there was justification for buying it. You know what I mean? Or if I <laughs> you know, download a song and I don't like it, I'll still force myself to listen to it five times to get that 99 cents worth out of it. Um, I know I know Tom Siskron. Do you know him? Oh, so, I've, yeah, I listen to the podcast with them, and, and I think that that's a model that I would, I'd be interested in, in pursuing. They're clearly Although, not doing it for the money, right? But 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 it's not cheap. I can't remember. But they ask for five hundred bucks or something. But then they they take you down there and like hold you accountable. Yeah. So now you're you know what I mean, like a. So some of it, obviously, you know, my my patient population is different than theirs, right? So pretty significantly different. Um. The the people that I my patients that I think would benefit the most from it. Or, or, well, there all were some of them. Great, there were some great dick jokes in there, by the way, when he said their patients were different, but I showed some, <laughs> some, I showed restraint. some restraint. I showed some restraint. Yeah. Hey, hey, mom, hey well, thank, thank you. you for you. <laughs> thank you. Good job. So you have a different clientele. You're dealing with people who have cancer. Yeah. Who are scared and... and right. They've got they've got other things on their mind besides working out. A isn't lot scared of a good time to do CrossFit? Well, it depends on the situation. It depends on the situation. I think that... Um, the, the best time is, you know, if you've got if you've got somebody who's young and otherwise healthy, the classic case would be a, a patient with breast cancer, early stage breast cancer. Let's say that they had to have chemotherapy and, and they've now made it through that. You know, I get asked a lot, what can I do now? You know, because they, they've been through the active treatment. There's not much more that can be done from a medical standpoint, from a medicine standpoint, but there's clear data that show that your risk of breast cancer recurrence can be reduced by physical activity. And so, you know, the prescription would be move, right? And so that would be the ideal patient. It would be really nice to be able to set up sort of like a breast cancer CrossFit class. Um, I was talking to Brian, um, CrossFit Health. Um, you know, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Dragon Boat. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've heard Dragon yeah. Boat. Oh, sounds like some um, term that we used in high school. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Dragon Boat, uh, there are Dragon Boat teams all throughout the world. The way the Dragon Boat came about, it's actually a 20-man canoe. It's from, you know, I think that this is originated in China maybe. Um, but it's a 20-man canoe that you paddle as a team. And somebody somewhere figured out that for breast cancer patients, the movement of paddling, that movement helped to break up scar tissue from mastectomies and from from surgery. No shit. That was Are you very, buying that? You believe that? Oh, absolutely. Okay. It's really therapeutic because okay. just the movement of what they're doing helps to and and then it's the same thing as CrossFit. They have a great community. It's a survivor group. They're right. you know and and so and I was telling Brian, I was like, you know, one of the things that I have envisioned would be something similar to that in a CrossFit class. But I don't know how to make that happen necessarily. I mean, that's obviously just in the fledgling stages in no, my imagination. It's... But it, it seems like that would be something that could be translated in lots of different places, especially, you know, landlocked places where a dragon boat's just not going to happen. Right. Mm -hmm. You you th The cool thing, too, is if you go to a CrossFit gym and start moving – you're going to get two things com that are completely unexpected. You're going to get community support, which comes in the form of accountability, which is kind of just, once again, profound, but but subtle. And then um, 
your diet is going to change. Yes. You hang around these, you go to a gym every day and you show up there with your Gatorade and someone's going to unfuck you real quick. And right. uh, if they see you afterwards three days later at, you know, McDonald's and eating the fries and they're, the first thing they're going to tell you is like, hey, don't eat, if you're going to go to this McDonald's, don't eat the fries. You know, just stick with the burger. And, you know, you're slowly going to get. Like, yeah. You're going to get accountability. A, yeah. Accountability and just good lifestyle practices. You know, do, do you think anyone at your church drinks? Uh, yeah. I mean, really? Yeah. But few, way less than the average, than, 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 than the population, right. normal population. Right. I mean, I, you know. Because you guys all hold each other accountable, right? right. It's, it's not part right. of, like your scripture doesn't allow but I, it, right? I mean, I'm, I, it's not a, it's not a common thing, but I, I think for me to make a statement that nobody drinks in the Mormon church. There are I mean, some, there are fun. some heathens who've infiltrated your. Absolutely. <laughs> but, but, but my, so, sorry, I, the, the question wasn't fair. What I'm saying is, is that you guys hold each other accountable. Yes. Yes. You guys don't go to Starbucks together. Right. Like Matt and I do. Right. You don't go to uh, where is, go? That, is that not, is that not accountable? We don't go to you don't go to beer thirty with them. You go to CrossFit with them. Yeah, you would go to beer thirty, but just wouldn't have a beer. Right. What would they drink there? Water, yeah, like wa not, definitely not soda water. <laughs> Still water. Have you ever been to beer thirty with Heber? Uh, I've been there when he's been there. Yeah, Heber's so. one of the filmmakers here. He's Mormon. Yeah, actually, I, I had a chance to shake his hand yesterday. Yeah, he's crazy he's talented. A, he's a I, I was super excited to just to get a chance to meet him. I awesome. love his Instagram. That's one that I do follow. I just, I mean, I think I told him, I was like, you're, you're right on target. You, I love your dad stuff. Oh, <laughs> I mean, isn't that amazing? Yeah. It's just that I, if I could go back in time and, you know, talk to my 30 year old self, I'd be like, Hey, be fun like that. You know, be fun. Like Heber. I was a little bit too serious. Yeah. Um, oh, he's serious too. I'm sure he is, but he's I serious as a heart attack. But he but, doesn't show us that fun side. That's just for his Instagram. Oh, really? <laughs> he's really. Good I don't. With, know. He's really good with his kids. Yeah, right? I just you know I look. But he's at those... serious at work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His kids aren't here. Yes. Sorry. Go on. <laughs> no, no, no. I just I. I, I want to give Heber too much credit. I just <laughs> I just believe <laughs> that he's very talented and he's a good dad. I don't want you to tell him. Let me think. He's fun here. At I work. really like the colors he uses. So at the dinner, at the he's dinner very last opinionated. Night. He's a fucking great filmmaker. He's fucking. You know. Yeah, it was just cool seeing all the. I mean, it's interesting that I think so many CrossFit people probably just fly under the radar unless you know CrossFit. So, you know, you guys can probably get on an airplane and not have people, you know, clamoring for autographs and pictures. Never. But, nope. Yeah. If you're not Dave or Greg, that shit ain't happening. Right. And uh, so, but I, I, you know, I got to be honest, I'm looking around yesterday and I was like, oh, there's Tommy Marquez. And yeah. <laughs> and I was like, there's Matt <laughs> and um, Nicole Those... and, and uh, yeah. Oh, crazy, yeah. right? Yeah. I was I wanted to talk about Hira Marsden and Mariah and tell you how amazing they are. You have this company named Apple, largest company in the world, and these guys are making films that are the number one films on their four years in a row. The three of them are just powerhouses of talent. They were they were standing around in a circle together, and I wanted to go up and you know talk to them, but I was like, I'll leave them alone. But yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> they those, should have, they should have been are... walking around sharing their love. But anyway, yeah, they, chastise them. But I, I I I mean, those guys are amazing. The stuff that they do is incredible. And, and and Nicole Carroll, I've said this before on the show, it's like whenever I see these lists of the most influential people in fitness, but especially sometimes you'll see them broken up by gender, I, I don't know, I don't understand how she couldn't be on the top. What she's done 
using Greg Glassman's methodology has changed the whole fucking playing field for women on the planet. Everything. And that Nasty Girls video that she was in yeah. that showed her strength and her femininity and her uh, emotion. Uh, emotion. I mean, for me, that's what got me into CrossFit. Yeah. Yeah, she's a powerhouse of not only a, a walking stellar example of fitness, but um, um, but deeply knowledgeable. Running this, the, the greatest training program the world has ever seen. Yeah. It's like, she, she, she should be like Time Magazine Man of the Year. <laughs> Person of the Year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. No, it doesn't matter. What did someone tell me the other day? Um, um, gender is no longer a destination. It's a journey. It's a journey. Yeah, it's a journey. Interesting. What is your What is your goal? What would you like to see? Um, you, you'd like to see your clients doing CrossFit. I would, but I all I, of them. Is there anyone it's not for? Let's start there. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that you know, realistically. You know, I've got I've got patients that are just extremely deconditioned. They're they're fighting for their lives. There's not there's not much benefit to be had from trying to do a wad. But how uh, about the bottom uh, of the pyramid? Can't they start with the bottom oh, of the nutrition? The nutrition, absolutely. Nutrition can always be a piece. I, I've actually, can't they just I, walk? Yeah. Can't your first CrossFit workout be to walk one block for time? Sure, sure. I think. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about okay, what what things can I do right now that would make a difference? And I thought, you know, this weekend when I go back to my office, I need to have the nutrition thing. You know, eat meats, vegetables, nuts and seeds, and yep. you know, put that poster up in my room because I get asked all the time about cancer diet. You know, what what should I eat? And I and I. I give that prescription, but I should probably just have it as a visual. Right. You know, people can take a picture of it with their smartphone and they can take it home and they can, you know, mm -hmm. or if it's, if it's always in front of them, then they, you know, I can just, you know, when they ask the question, it's like, there it is right there. You should get, the, you need you to should get magnets, hand them out, pop the magnet. What do you think? Um, yeah. I, I had a friend one time and I go, I go, Hey man, what should I avoid eating? And he goes, Hey man, don't worry about what you should avoid eating. Focus on what you should eat. And I thought that was kind of, um, I thought that I thought that that was that for me that was like a, a, a uh, I needed to hear that. Yeah. I needed to hear someone say, "Hey, dude, just focus on the stuff you want to eat." And 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 if it's not in that group, then don't eat it. Right. Of the stuff you're focused on. Sometimes I feel like we're in a fish tank. Do you ever go? Have you ever been to an aquarium like the Monterey Bay Aquarium? Yes. And you see the dog how it keeps walking by yeah. here this window. It's like it's like one of the sharks. The sharks. Keep, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just keeps swimming by. <laughs> um. So so, what can you do? poster yeah i mean you know and, and i'm asking so that other doctors who are hearing like what can they do okay yeah get the poster put the poster up that shows what you're supposed to eat so what can what can any doctor do or what can i do? yeah I mean, you know like, like, again, like you're so, going you're going to the gyms so that you feel comfortable saying hey you should go to this gym right so so you you've started doing that right but no one's taking you up on it yet not yet and now now you're saying what else can i do so one of the things that I would like to see is that, you know, when they're doing these, these L1s, because I think primary care is underrepresented, I think one of the messages that could come from the trainers from, from, you know, when they're putting these things together is you need to network, not just within yourselves, but 
if there's 20,000 doctors that are crossfitting now, if you can convert one other doctor and bring, they, bring your colleague to your gym, then you've doubled the number of doctors in the box. You do that two years in a row. I mean, you see where we're going with this, right? You create a critical mass, you get some momentum, and now you've got especially and primary care physicians who are on the front lines who are, you know, so if and I doctors was a, are the liaison to the mortuaries. <laughs> yeah, you lost me there. <laughs> to the liaisons to the cemeteries, meaning you, you need to convert more of these people so that they can stop. The crossfitting doctors are not the liaisons to the cemeteries, I right. guess is what I'm saying. Oh, right. okay. You know, and so, so, so now instead of having 20,000 people giving the correct advice, pushing them back, the doctor, like people are trying to jump off into heaven and the doctor should be there like, oh no, get back into the pool. You're not ready yet. Yeah. Not escorting you into, through the pearly gates. So I think if, you know, if I was a primary care doctor. That didn't work? Nah, there's some holes in it, but I I, I get the spirit of it. Thank you. <laughs> so this whole this whole issue of we cure type two diabetes, right? Mm -hmm. So if I'm a primary care doctor, I don't have these conversations with the patients because they're not coming to me for newly diagnosed diabetes. You know, I'm I'm seeing somebody because they've just been diagnosed with lung cancer, or they've just been diagnosed with colon cancer. Um, there there's things that have to be done right then and there that are discussions that are beyond just you got to change your diet. Right. You need to do immediate work right. to mitigate the damage to stop. The right. So if you're talking about, you know, CrossFit as the lifeboat, well, you know, some of these people have gotten washed overboard. And, you know, if you don't know how to swim, having somebody on the lifeboat telling you how to swim just isn't going to work. Right, right, right. <laughs> you got to throw them a life buoy. Right. Get them at least their head above water and then pull them back into the boat. to. And to that's like surgery or chemo <clears throat> or, okay. Right, and so then once you've once you've sort of stabilized them, then you can then you can move on with these other things. If I'm a primary care doctor, or an endocrinologist, for instance, and somebody comes to me, they've been sent to me, they 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 have newly diagnosed type two diabetes, and I'm having a discussion with them. Hey, look, we've got to start you on some medicine. Your blood sugar's 450, 500. You have diabetes. We've got to start you on some medicine right now to bring your sugars down under control. But here's what we can do to make it so that you don't have to be on this forever. Could they just say instead, hey, you got you can't eat sugar anymore? They could. But it's not realistic. That's not realistic. I mean, people are just non compliant. Right. You, you gotta take your own advice. Don't tell them what they can't eat. Uh, well but well but thank you, Matt. I think what but, you do is you give them <laughs> you give them an alternative to a lifelong I'm just saying like that the doctor doesn't have to prescribe um, insulin. You know, like, yeah, but you do, I, you do, because because if you don't, they're gonna sink. But but they're 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 the, not okay theoretically. Yeah, in an imaginary world, you could just be like, <clears throat> hey, you can no longer have sugar. Here's your diet. Yeah, you could unfuck them right there if if they're if willing. They to listen to what you said, mm -hmm. and you and knew, they, and, and, they and the were, doctor knew, right? Because some doctors don't know, right? Right. And they were compliant with what your advice was that day. Mm -hmm then potentially you could avoid the need for medicines. And they could have a dramatic turnaround. Sure. Like within a week. Right. But that, that's how that's how that's how dangerous sugar is. Right. How potent. Right. So but the I think the realistic view of it is if you're diagnosed with type two diabetes and you go to your primary care physician and he's a crossfitting doctor, then he's gonna say, hey we're gonna start you on metformin but I'd like to see you off medicines in six months, and here's how we're going to do it. Can you do that legally? I don't see why not. 
I mean, like, let's that's say you're awesome. let's say you're a doctor for Kaiser. Like, will, will they be like, hey, man, that's not our protocol to get people? Like, no. no, doctors don't make anything off the money uh, off the meds they prescribe. I I, did, I, I wasn't going there. <clears throat> okay, I wasn't going there as a financial thing. I was just saying. Um, I don't know if this is how this works, but this is how I imagine it works. Um, ambulance shows up to scene, and um, someone's unconscious, and the EMTs get out, and there's a protocol you go through. Right. These are the 10 steps to figure out what the fuck's wrong with this person. I'm guessing that someone comes into you into, into, into see, to see a doctor, and you're diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, and that there's a protocol, a flow chart. Do this, 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 and this with them. And like, if you sway off of that, you could get in trouble. Like with whoever the the owner or the manager of the hospital is, I'm guessing there's like some sort of like like we have a very strict protocol on how we ask questions in the podcast room. We're not allowed yeah. to sway from it, right? <laughs> Zero sway. <laughs> <laughs> but I've that. could could a is a doctor allowed to um, to stop reading from the script? I feel like you guys like I I, I don't I shouldn't say I feel like it. I may, I'm making a really big assumption. Oh no no that's not a big assumption. That's okay. absolutely correct. I mean our hands are tied in a lot of situations. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I, I'm restricted on things that I can do. I, it's it's getting worse <clears throat> every year. The 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 restrictions that are imposed on us as physicians, things that we're not allowed to do because the insurance companies will demand that you know you got to justify it with this and this and this, and and uh, you know you can't give certain medicines in certain situations. It's just not allowed. Um, again, for diabetes, I don't feel like there would be that restriction. Um, you know, if you're talking about you're trying to take somebody who is newly diagnosed with diabetes and get them off their meds, as long as they're following the dietary prescription, the movement prescription, and their blood sugars are coming down and their A1C is now normal, there's no justification to give them the medicine. You've fixed the problem, so you can just be done with it. I'm trying to remember if it was on the podcast or if it was just like, a doctor I was just t- having a face to face with, but th- I heard a story of a doctor telling some um, someone, you know, how they can cure their type two diabetes, and it was not a doctor; it was an administrator at the hospital found out about it, and called the person back and had another and, and get, had another doctor tell them how to manage diabetes. Uh, so that may be a and, system, and, and they got their right. So, their wrist so slapped. there may be something different. That, so I have the benefit of being in private practice i'm not hospital owned i don't i don't answer to a hospital administrator for the decisions that i make i do answer to the insurance companies right okay but in a setting like that it may be that you know maybe kaiser has their pathway right right and so if you deviate from that pathway then you are subject to reprimand at at risk yeah. yeah I, so. wonder, I wonder if my mom's in that group. Crazy. Let me see if my mom's in there. I see. Is my mom taking the tour? There's a tour of doctors going through the yeah. office right now. Let's see. Some of my colleagues from no, I don't yesterday, think, this no. weekend. I invited my mom to come work out with the doctors today. Thanks, oh, for, do, thanks for doing this instead of working out with the doctors. Oh, yeah, no, Thank uh, you. That's all right. Oh, yeah, I, there is my mom. I see my mom right there. That's awesome. Hi, Mom. <laughs> I invited her to, be, to come onto the podcast. She refused. So I got to be honest. When I walked in and Adrian was the coach, I was like, oh, that would have been awesome. He's amazing. Yeah. I'm, you know. I like to tell people that he's arguably maybe one of the best coaches in the world. Oh, I, I, would, I wouldn't doubt it. For anything, yeah. yeah. Boz? Yeah. I hear he's really good at knockout, too. Really? Yeah. Do you know that game? <laughs> it's 
like the hottest thing in the streets right now. Do you have a basketball hoop at your house? I do not. Do you have one at your house, man? I, I just took no. it down. I, I don't did, have anybody I plays up. basketball anymore. Dude, basketball's, <laughs> basketball's dangerous. Wait, why would you take it down? Because uh, we were redoing some stuff in our yard, and it was old and rusty, and my was kids it, don't. Was it against the... Um, no, it was, no, it was back a standalone? No, it was a standalone, so it was just... Do you have one, Eric? No. I could totally see you having one. I had one. You're too cheap to buy one. <laughs> it's thrifty. Sorry, frugal. As soon as, frugal. I, as soon as I took it down, though, my wife was like, why'd you take that down? You know I'm going to make you buy another one. <laughs> if it won't help Eric's back squat or deadlift, <laughs> he is not, not going to invest money into it. True or false? Somewhat right. <laughs> Do you know the guest name? Michael. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Douglas, Douglas Michael. I've been saying uh, Douglas MacArthur. Uh, that's all right. <laughs> um, do you think you do any coaching at your gym? Um, Were you inspired to do know, any coaching? Not really. I mean, if I needed, you know, if Kyle needed a hand and needed me to jump in and help out, I'd be, I'd be willing to. But I, I don't know that I'm. I'm not looking for that right now. I mean, I've got enough on my plate. Um, You're squatting. Let's say you were squatting next to Matt and he didn't go below parallel. Would you call him out on it? So that's kind of a fine line, right? Like what? Uh, doc, gotta, what is the? Call me on that. Doc. What's the appropriate protocol if you're not the coach? Um, you know, if I knew Matt, he was a buddy. I'd been lifting with him for a while. Probably, yeah. I'd say, hey, man, you need to get below parallel. You're not going going far enough. But if it's a Somebody that's dropping in, or somebody that's new, I probably leave that to the coaches. God, your yours sounded constructive. <laughs> like, hey, Matt, you need to go. Mine would not be constructive. Mine would be competitive. I'd be like, hey, dude, that doesn't count. I'd be, I'd be screaming from across the gym. If it was Lucas. I'd be like, nope, no, uh, uh-uh. uh, why? Figure it out on your own. No good. Do you, um, are you looking forward to grandkids? Yeah, I mean, I. We can hold off for a while on that, but yeah. How, how old's your oldest? My oldest is twenty-four. Oh, you have three. How many kids do you have? Four. Holy. Okay. Yeah. So I, my oldest, uh, he's married. He just got married last year. How old were you when you got married? Mickey. I was twenty-four. Holy cow! Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. You 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 made it over twenty-five years. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. How long did you know her before you got married? We've been, we've known each other since we were fourteen. Holy cow! Did you yeah. meet her in church? Nope. Well, yes, I should say yes. Met your yeah. wife in church and, well, your, met, and your workout partner. I, I met my so I met my <laughs> wife and we have uh, we had an early morning Bible study, mm-hmm. first year of high school, mm-hmm. and uh, so she walked in and I was like, "Man, this is the only reason why I'm going to continue this Bible study." Yeah. Do you remember which I mean, book you were reading? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I just remember her walking in and I, it was a face I didn't recognize. I you know I've been in that congregation for my whole life and. Uh, she had just moved in. Her family moved in from California. They lived down in Arcadia, and uh, so we went to high school together and college. And Wait, where, 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 what high school is this at? Uh, Norman High School. In what Norman, state? Norman, Oklahoma. Oh, oh, she moved from uh... California to Oklahoma. Okay. Wow, that sucks for yeah, her. Yeah, she's it's she's never gotten over it. I mean, honestly, <laughs> right? yeah. she always she's yeah, still blame her. <laughs> so she still considers herself to be from California. Yeah, I mean, and Arcadia is awesome. Yeah. When when she comes back to California, she's like, I just I feel home here. It, does she have some hippie in her? No, no. Not is, really. Isn't that where Haley's from? 
No, she, uh, she's from Southern California. Is Arcadia? Arcadia is Southern California. Arcadia is like right near Anaheim. Oh, I'm confused. Yeah, Arcadia, like like uh, Long Beach, Hawaiian Gardens area. Let me see. I thought that was where Haley you, was You from. guys know. Is she? It's like Anaheim. That's from my wife and your Anaheim. wife are from the same area, and I don't even know that. Cypress is right in there. Well, I typed Arcadia into my um, type it in Instagram. app, and it gave it me Arcadia Hair Salon in Santa Cruz. So, okay. I, I, for some reason, I thought Arcadia was up by Eureka. No. No. Oh, no, that's no, no. Arcadia. Yeah. No, Arcadia's L.A. Look yeah, it. Look LA. it. I just so you don't think I'm dumb. Look it. Do you see Eureka and Arcadia right there? Yeah, there yeah, you yeah. You see? At Pasadena, Azusa, El Monte. He, he thought your name was, hey, Eric thought your name was Michael. <laughs> Michaelson. Michaelson. Michael. Michael. <laughs> yeah, so. What do you think, right what do you think about um, the, the whole ketosis, cure cancer, runaway? I mean, this is, this is kind of a profound movement that's, or, or, or an aggressive movement, right? Yeah, so. Was it was it the keto? I, I watched some documentary recently that Magic Pill, Magic Pill, yeah. Where there was the the little vignette about the the lady in Minnesota that went keto and decided not to have any treatment for her breast cancer. Oh, I don't remember that. Oh, yeah, was she that she had the, she had the recipe for the yeah it, for the bread, right? Yeah, the right. keto oh, bread. Yes, 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 yes phenomenal. Yes, yes. So, you know, I think I think that's a tough one, right? I mean, I. There's not a lot of detail given in the movie about what she has. And so, you know, patients, patients' interpretation of their diagnosis is sometimes completely erroneous. And so they may take away from their physician that, oh, I've got terminal cancer, when in fact they didn't have terminal cancer at all, and it may have even been she had an abnormal mammogram and needed a biopsy because it looked like it was cancerous and she chose not to have mm. a biopsy. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just speculating. Can, can people have, you know, just, can they be cured of their cancer for no apparent reason? I, I, I guess you have to say they could. I mean, what these people are saying is, is if I, from my rudimentary understanding of the biology is that, cancer eats sugar and if you stop eating sugar right those cells that need sugar as fuel go away but and, and but I, cancer and get, cells are pretty much the same as your other cells yes they've just mutated in such a way that they ignore the stop signals to grow okay and so it, it's just a mutation of your native cell right so to, to say that a cancer cell can die because you stop eating sugar, well, then you're, you're kind of saying, well, the rest uh, of them. the rest of your yeah. body. I mean, those other cells supposedly can live off of. Right. So there is, I, I understand that there's some, yeah, there's some, there's some theory behind that, that, that may make sense. And I'm not a, I'm not a basic scientist. So I, what do you I, eat? What do I eat? Yeah. I, do you stay away from sugar? Loosely, the whole thirty prescription, and, but I, and what, I mean, and what is that? The whole thirty is kind of similar to paleo. It's avoiding dairy, um, processed grains, uh, no uh, no sugar. sugar. 
Oh, why is it called Whole30? Is there just like 30 of main pieces staples? No, I mean, the, I think the principle and the, and the, I'm not sure who came up with this, uh, it, but. Do you know the diet, the, Matt? Yeah, I think it's Whole30. It takes like a month to. Yeah, you, get it's into basically it. doing 30 days where you strictly no grains, no, you know, no rice, no, no sugar, no dairy, just fruits and vegetables, meat, lean meat. Yeah. You and, do that for 30 days. And the objective is you're sort of just eliminating all the bad stuff out of your diet right? and getting a sense of how you feel. And the first week is obviously tough because you've got some cravings and whatnot going on. But, man, after I did the very first time that I did it and committed to doing it strictly, mm-hmm. 10 days in, I was like, I feel incredible. Like this is yeah. how, this shouldn't be 30 days. This is sustainable. Right. So, so once you get to those 30 days, then the, the idea is you can add things back in and kind of see, okay, this is how grains affect me. This is how I this is how I feel after I eat bread. I can't do that. Right. Or this is how I feel if I if I incorporate dairy. I can't do that. And so I know that for me, sugar is my kryptonite. But dairy's you know, okay. Dairy's all right. I mean, I don't eat. I like I don't. I haven't drank milk in several years. I mean, I just don't hardly ever drink milk anymore. Um, I eat cheese every once in a while. Yeah. I love cheese, but delicious. I, I ate a block of cheese last night before I went to bed. <laughs> Entire <Yeah>. block. <laughs> California sharp cheddar. Brie. Brie. <laughs> My poor wife. <laughs> you should not eat. I haven't done that in, in probably over a year. You should not eat a block of brie and then go to bed with anyone. Well, <laughs> you proceed not, anything with eating not a block cool. of brie. It's not cool. It's not nice. So... Uh, whoever catered that meal last night, that was unbelievable. And the thank you for the, the guac. guac. Insane. I was I was I talking mean, to um God, his name's escaping me. The guy who owns Mijos. Anthony. Um, Anthony. Anthony. And uh, I was like, hey, make chicharrones. Make like, what? Chicharrones. What's that? Uh pork rinds. Oh. Just fried pork skin. I'm like, the keto people will go bonkers for it. It's like you see it all around Santa Cruz now. Oh, I didn't realize you could do that. There's like designer pork rinds now he's like he's like yeah i noticed and this is what reminded me he's like what are pork rinds it's just pork skin and it's fried but i was gonna say so it's wait a second though, you, but it's like it's like you it's peel dehydrated a pig and then you fry, fry the yeah it's basically what's like oh, all the choice meats dude this is delicious I'm anyways, not saying anyways it's not delicious is that what funyuns are you get a big girl <laughs> funyuns. It's are funyuns well, a sign you <laughs> <laughs> That's not what they are. No, funny. I don't think Fun- those come from a pig. <laughs> yeah, funnies don't come from onions either. Dude, Could you really me? Did you ever watch Tarzan when you were a kid? Did you? You did. You old enough to watch Tarzan? The black oh, and white yeah. Tarzan. Yeah, absolutely. And like After he'd be school. in the forest, and there'd be like a stick with like a head on it, and the cannibals ate them. Yeah. And like that. When I think of eating skin, okay, go on, Matt. God, tell me my Fuck story. You're well, a cannibal. You're. I wasn't a cannibal. trying to steal the show here. But anyway, I, Anthony said. Oh yeah, I noticed that usually I'll have eight bowls of guacamole and it'll go. And I upped it to twelve, and it was dusted before two thirds of the people were through. Oh yeah, I, I was I was wanting seconds, and they were like, "Oh, we're done." I got there. Wasn't any guacamole left by the time I got there. I put oh, I filled goodness. all I had last night for dinner. I had half a plate of guacamole, and the and then uh, the other half was just beans and salad. Because I, I just I don't want to wait in that line, so I just you have to wait in line to get the meat. Yeah. So fuck that. And just go straight to the end and get guac. That was some good guac. Though. It was. So that place is in Capitola. Thank you for talking you. to couldn't me about you. that. That place is in <laughs> Capitola, and it's called Mijos, M-I-J-O-S. Uh-huh. And um, I, I eat there once a week. 
and I and and I and I actually um, I get just the bowl of guacamole and the to go container, and I'll just sit outside by the beach and I'll just feed that to my kid with a spoon. Yeah, and he just eats it. Kids, kids, all of them. Yeah, just kids mow down guacamole. Did you, know, like. did you know I'm Armenian? And I have three kids. <laughs> I just found out that you're a hundred percent Armenian. I am. What did you think? I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to make an assumption. I'm not going to make an assumption. Someone's terminally ill from cancer. You know, I can't. I can't do these things. <laughs> But my, my those neighbor, are, those my neighbor cool. cut his hair and he looks just like you. What's his name? Uh, Tom. Is he uh, Armenian? He's, he's part Armenian. Is yeah. he really? Yeah. What's that's his, how, that's how I found him. What's his last name? I can't remember. I'll, I'll, I'll find out. Uh, it's, Is I it told, N-I-N? I told him Matosian. He asked your last name. I said Matosian. He said, how do you say his first name? I said, I, I can't pronounce it. And he said his last name is, it was like, it sounded like your last name. My wife asked me, are you ever going to correct Matt on the show? Dude, it's I say it, your name I wrong, say and I'm correctly. like, I don't listen to Matt on the show. She tries to give me like coaching lessons. Oh, you don't listen to me on the show. <laughs> <laughs> what ethnicity are you? Danish. Uh, all, all pure Danish. Uh, probably seventy-five, eighty percent. Uh, fasting. Do you have any strong opinions on fasting in terms in terms of its relationship with cancer? No. no. It, does it does it interest you? Is it something mm-hmm. like because it, it's it's like it, it's um. I, I don't want to say it ever went away because um, being from California and, and Berkeley, like growing up, there was always some sort of fasting or juicing or you know something in that realm. Um, but but now it seems to be like, like like a cure. Like, hey, I mean, I mean, what, if I may be so crass as to say, um, you don't need a doctor. Just quit eating for two weeks and your body will metabolize um, it, the, uh, all the cancer cells and tumors and shit in your body and you're cured. So, I mean, I, I would have to disagree with that. I think that the, there's, that's where it kind of gets into the, the whole thing about, uh, I mean, you know, if somebody if somebody makes that choice, then obviously that's their choice to make. Right. And can it make your cancer worse to fast? Have you ever heard that? No. Okay. No. Well, I just good. don't think. I so mean, that's, that's a good start. That's a good follow-up yeah. follow question. Thank you. <laughs> I, you know, again, when you're diagnosed with cancer, it, you know, it, there's there's not. You're the pretty time far for down prevention the road. is gone. Okay. Right, so you you know you've got to you've got to move, you've got to act. You can't undo what got what what led to the cancer to begin with by doing something for two weeks, mm-hmm. right? And if you if you adopt that strategy, then potentially, I mean, at what point do you stop and say, I mean, if if two weeks wasn't enough, do you say I'm going to go a month? How long do you wait before you say, well, this strategy isn't working, and I'm going to try something else? You know, eventually the cancer is just going to keep going and going, and so you you know you're missing an opportunity to catch it as soon as you made the diagnosis. And again, there will be people that disagree with that, right? Which is fine. It's a pretty sober response you're giving. It's pretty. It's 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 grounded. I don't think like. I don't I don't I don't think like you're kicking the, the fasting in the balls or anything. But like your doctor who sees 250 patients a month and like. Yeah, if I if I told them all to fast, I, I you'd, you'd you know, be sued. Yeah, well, first of all, sure. not not that not all of them are going to do it, right? But I but I you know if there's not data that supports the, I mean, 
look, you can always find outliers. You can right. always find people. And that's why going back to this vignette on the video, it's like we don't know enough about that ladies. Because I was immediately, I was like intrigued by it. And I was like, but they didn't say what stage she was. There wasn't like, there wasn't enough information that as an oncologist that I could cobble together an explanation for why that happened. I, I, I was, uh, um, I want to, I want to go back to this and tell this quick story. I was a nanny, uh, when I was 18, 19, when that make you a manny, 20 years old, I was a manny and it was for two Asian boys. Um, parents were wealthy Hong Kong clothing manufacturers and they lived in Arinda, California. They were, they were the awesome boys. I love those boys. And, um, and the mom was amazing. Um, and she ended up getting breast cancer and you know when you're 18 or 19 it's like just but i just remember even then i was like oh are you scared and i would start asking all these questions and she opened up and we started having this conversation and she told me that she was going to see a special doctor who has will have her look at the sun and do some some stuff to her back like that left her all bruised up and she's going to try that so she did that it was some some Eastern, yeah, yeah probably yeah, yeah. It, did, it didn't involve yeah. taking medicine, right? It involved looking at the sun and getting your back beat up, right? And uh, I don't think it was cupping. It was. Re I remember her showing me her back, and it was like someone fucking beat her with a bat. I mean, mm. it was bad. And then she went to the doctor, and she's like, "You're never gonna believe this. My cancer is my breast cancer is gone." Well, two months later, she, cancer was back, and she had to have the breast removed. Right. And it it was a, it was a. Uh, but it, but it left a um, little note in my brain, you know. That being said, it's life it's it's lifestyle choices. This is sweeping generalization that lead to cancer. Correct. So it can be lifestyle changes that um, can mitigate it, the chances of getting it, or even maybe the growth of it. No, I think. I mean, no. Yeah, because I think the the lifestyle choices can hedge. So you're really on the side of lifestyle choices will slow, will reduce the risk of getting cancer. But once you have it, once you have it, you've got to take care of the problem. Yeah. And then you can make lifestyle choices to prevent it from coming back. Can you do stuff to make your cancer worse? I'm trying to, I'm playing chess with you now. I'm going to try to checkmate you here. That was like a pawn. <laughs> can you, can you, can you do stuff to make your cancer worse? Like, like just not treat it. Uh, Let's say you have lung cancer and you keep smoking. That makes it worse, right? I mean, once you've got so so, let's let's flip that on on the other side. Let's say you have, and rap. That's called flip the script. Okay, let's flip the script. So right. let's say thank you, man. Let's say you just had a a, a chest CT that shows that you have multiple. Let's let's say tumors. Eric. Let's okay. say Eric. Let's say Eric. But Eric never smoked. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> well. <laughs> Okay, so, so let's say that uh, Eric mm -hmm. has a has a you know multiple lung masses. He's been diagnosed with stage four lung cancer, and he says, "I'm stopping smoking today." Mm -hmm. You know, in a month, those lung cancers are going to look the same, right? Or worse, maybe. Or worse. Okay. Probably worse. Okay. Even though he stopped smoking, the cat's out of the bag. You know, so. But you should, do tell him to stop smoking. Absolutely. Should you stop smoking? Yes. Because the, there's nothing good that comes from cigarette smoking. And if the, 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 the small chance there is of saving your life, if we do save it, you definitely need to quit. Correct. Correct. So we have that conversation, but 
the expectation that stopping smoking is somehow going to change on its own what would happen with the cancer otherwise is just wishful thinking. But Doug, you do believe in the power of prayer. I do. Shit, see, I just checkmated his ass. You see that? Uh, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't count the Come doc. On. I wouldn't count doc out just yet. Come on. <laughs> You do, you, I, 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 I say that sort of um, um, taking a jab at you, but, but, but you do believe in that. Sure. And um, it's, uh, prayer is, I guess I don't know enough about prayer, but it's, um, I'm, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying fasting is, a, um, I'm saying, I'm thinking that t- cut, changing your lifestyle to a point of, it's like the whole 30, it's whole 30 to an extreme. Fasting is like hitting the reset switch, right? Right. I'm going to say that, that that's got to be even more profound than prayer. So so interestingly, I mean, in, in our religion, there's probably not something a lot of people gen- in general public know, but every month we have a fast and we fast for 24 hours. I think all the religions have something like that. Isn't that kind of amazing? Yeah. So they I mean, but, but, it's, it, but it's for a spiritual purpose. Right. It has some physical benefits, clearly, but that's not necessarily why it's done. But it has a spiritual purpose. So, you know, if you're asking me whether or not fasting and prayer can work to help somebody with cancer, then Doug Michelson, the believer in Jesus Christ, is going to say yes. If you ask me whether or not it's going to cure their cancer, then Doug Michelson, the physician, is going to say no, that's not going to work. I mean, you know, we you need have, both. You need both. Absolutely. <laughs> right. you need both. And, and so I tell people all the time, I'm like, you know, they ask me, what's my prognosis? Or they want to know, you know, what are the chances? And, and I'll, and I'll be frank with people, you know, if you have terminal cancer, if you have stage four lung cancer, then your chances of living to your normal life expectancy are almost zero. Is for but, like the, is that bad? Is yeah. Stage four means that it's it's metastatic. It's spread to, you know, distant sites. Is there stage the five? No. Oh, okay. No. Four is stage four is like the most advanced stage. This right. one goes to eleven. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so, but but I'll say but I'll say look, if, you know, if you're, I I have seen miracles. I've seen miracles in my practice. I've seen people that. So you're calling them miracles instead of like I've practiced some amazing medicine and turned some stage four around. But that's what I'm saying. I because because statistically speaking whatever I can give them as a physician has its limitations. So, and I say, if you're cured of this disease, it's not because I'm the greatest physician in the world, it's because you've been blessed with a miracle. I can't promise miracles. By the way, I heard the definition of miracle the other day is um, something that's impossible to happen. So. Something impossible that suddenly was possible? Yeah, isn't nothing impossible? So are miracles even a thing? It's a good question. Right. We need a philosophy professor in here. I think you just, I think you just walked into a, a queen sacrifice. Uh, <laughs> when you fast your 24-hour fa- fast, what time of day do you start? Usually at night. So um, it, you'll have your last meal at 7? Yeah. And then the next day at 7, do you eat? Mm-hmm. What I'm going to recommend to you, not as a physician, but as a friend, because that, that's how I do my 24-hour fast too. But one, but I but I never do twenty four hour fast. I always then go. Yes, I made it to seven. Oh. Go, to, go to bed and get that extra twelve hours. And then and then when you wake up, you're not even you're not even hungry. Right. It's it, it's a um, it's a free. 
it's 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 kind of like because you sleep, you know, you don't have to deal with cravings. Right. Right. Um. During that um, during that twenty four hour fast, um, have you ever accidentally eaten? Oh yeah. And then just, <laughs> do you do and then because I've like I, I've been fasting before, and then I'm cutting my kid cantaloupe, and like my right hand throws a piece in my mouth. I'm like, whoa, whoa, what are you doing? Yeah. Right. You know, like, um, do you start over again? No. You just. You, yeah. You're there's not, nobody. There's nobody grading. Grading you're, you're, you on that. Yeah, he is watching. Yeah, he is watching. She. It's volunteer. <laughs> Voluntary, right? So. I'm. 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 Uh, I'm dying to hear like how this works out. Um, just in terms of you sending patients to these lifestyle centers that we call CrossFit gyms. Um, I think it's awesome. Um, I think it's great that what you said about converting, if every doctor converted one doctor, we would have 40,000 instead of 20,000. Compound interest. And the profundity on that is, is that um, it's it's just more great information out there. I, I won't bring up my protect them from the cemetery metaphor again, but, but it, yeah, you, you can workshop it. I think you, I think it's got some legs. Do you ever feel that, um, it comes into conflict, um, that it's, it's almost offensive what CrossFit is preaching. Like it's throwing stones at doctors or like, you know what I mean? Like, Hey, you guys are fucking up or, or, or do you, I mean, Greg, Greg's metaphor really is, is that there, there is a place for lifeguards and life coaches. Right. Um, but he's pretty adamant also that the lifeguard shouldn't be coming into the life coaches lane unless they are CrossFitters. Right. So but, but I could, but sometimes I could think if I was a doctor, you know, like, fuck, you guys are kind of being little dicks. You guys are being a little rough on us. You know what I mean? Sometimes. Well, but I think that you're, the, the message is to the, doctors as a whole i mean you know as a as a crossfitting physician i would hope that there's you know some respect from from the crossfit community that's like hey look you know i, I buy this methodology please don't you know uh, um, lump me in with the rest of the medical community that right. apparently just has no interest in trying to fix this problem right and and look i mean I, my specialty is one that i mean i'm a just by virtue of what I do, people are going to automatically question. I mean, you know, I'm giving poison to people to try to fix their cancer. And there's a natural sort of, I think, especially from maybe from the CrossFit community, but people people like, you know, that are in the boxes probably don't, I think because they don't have a complete understanding about what I do, don't recognize that I'm, I'm not running counter to the CrossFit philosophy. I'm not saying that nutrition isn't important. I'm not saying, right, you know, right, it's, right. I'm saying I'm, I'm agreeing with everything. It's just that for my specific patient population, you can't just, you can't just generalize for everybody and not right. realize there's exceptions where people have to have right. appropriate care to get them back to the place where now we can really use the CrossFit prescription to help them. Like, hey, man, eating three bags of kale a day isn't going to save you. I need to take a knife and cut this shit out of you. Right. And then you can start eating your kale. Right. But if we don't cut it out, eating kale isn't going to help. Right. And You're going to be really healthy when you die. <laughs> well, you, I mean, if, if that's what's going to happen. But again, so, so it's not just for the stage four metastatic cancer patients. It's, it's even more for the, the patients who have a potential for cure. Right, those people, 
they can, once they have gone through treatment, they can do a lot. Or simultaneously. To, right. Right? Simultaneously. Absolutely. Right. 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 Do, 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 um, is there, is there a prescribed, um, with, ke- with chemotherapy, is there a diet that the pharmacies prescribe, just out of curiosity? No. They don't say, hey, with these meds, take this. They tell yeah. you probably not to drink or do blow, but they don't tell you what to eat. Right. That would make them, these drugs work better. No, I mean, that, that in terms of what, what's going to make the drugs work better, no. Or, or, or work in conjunction with them. No. That's interesting. Because I don't mm-hmm. think that the prescription for that is to follow the appropriate nutrition philosophy that is outlined in CrossFit. You know, in CrossFit. Have you ever been vegetarian? Never. So, so you've never been vegan either, then? No. Because that's you have you have to be vegetarian before you're vegan, right? It's kind of your your gateway drug. I think that's a progression people make. Can make. I don't know. Do you have any questions? Yeah. What's your favorite crossfit movement? Uh, pull-ups. What's your least favorite crossfit movement? Anything overhead. Do I have cancer? Uh, I don't think so. Could okay. you? Can you tell? Could you tell? Are there some quick? Is there anything that you can just tell by looking at someone? No. You can't no I mean, to... I mean, unless if you had a big, bulky lymph node on your neck or but something. But you can't tell by his skin color, or looking at his eyes like or his hair. Those guys. Yeah. No, yeah. That's a... not what you say. Yeah. You don't say <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what did you show him just now? Just I like like sunburn. Scaly something on the top of his ear. I was out. I was outside a bunch, and I just got sunburned, and I I noticed it. The other day, and I, was, I looked at it. And is scaly skin? Um, that's not. It can be a. It can be sort of a sign of you know, sun damage turning into into cancer. But oh, you know, man, skin cancers. Buddy... Skin cancers are not. Uh, those are more of a cosmetic issue than a life threatening issue. I mean, you know, skin cancers. Other than you're going to get in trouble for saying that. great rebound. You are great get rebound. So much trouble. <laughs> Good thing it's at the end where no one listens. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get in so much trouble for. <laughs> Uh, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, this has been awesome. Is there anything that really you wanted that we, that we didn't um, chat about that you'd like to throw in there? No, I mean, uh, I just uh, we didn't. I didn't get a chance to mention that CrossFit actually is responsible for my son meeting his wife. So, oh, what's her name? Her name is Nikki. Nikki. So, my oldest son Davis was CrossFitting at a box in Provo, and his coach. Set him up with his wife, or set him up with his daughter, and and uh, mm. <laughs> I'm messing this up. <laughs> his, uh, Davis's coach set him up with his sister, and so oh, uh, cool. he went through he went through everyone the yeah. wife, the daughter, <laughs> and the sister. So anyway, my it didn't my, work out with his wife, so we moved to his sister. And my we... my daughter-in-law's family are all big CrossFitters too. I mean, there's like CrossFit. Oh, how there's, cool! Yeah. So I mean, I've got two siblings that are coaches my parents crossfit i've got another uh, sister that crossfits but doesn't coach i mean i've got i don't know I, my my parents probably there's three generations of us that were in the open this this year i don't know there's a ton of us yeah that's that's awesome um yeah. this is this is not going to do you any this isn't going to be beneficial <laughs> be beneficial probably for the whole mormon image but but it doesn't matter anyway i'm gonna say it anyway there there we did a piece in the journal one year and there was some i don't know if the right word is faction but some practitioners of the of the mormon faith um where the women aren't allowed to 
expose any skin, I think. No. But anyway, I mean, uh, it, it, it maybe was, it was a it was a some sort of break off group. Or, yeah, you know, but it, it it was down a dirt road in the middle of nowhere, somewhere in Utah. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, um, they, they, we did a piece on them. They had a CrossFit gym there. Really? Yeah, and wow. and they were like hardcore practitioners, and it's like I mean, in, in practitioners of CrossFit or Cro- CrossFit, yeah. Oh. Well, of this. <sighs> For the sake of Doug being here, this bastardized version of Mormonism. <laughs> well, if, uh, yeah, I mean, if it was uh, somewhere down a dirt road in Utah, it was probably it a, was, some split-off group. I remember our journalist was was a little bit of afraid going um, down there. Yeah. Um, Who was it? I think it was, I think Andrea went down there. This is like three or four years ago. It doesn't, doesn't sound familiar. You know everything that's in the journal? No, I don't. Actually, you've, you've, made, you've made references recently that I, things that I... Don't remember. I'm capable of making things up. Not not on purpose. But... Completely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm capable of when he leaves here calling him Michael. <laughs> Michael Michael Douglason. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yes. Eric, thank you, thank you so much. You're welcome. Matthew. I thought that was a great return to the podcast. Yeah. I actually uh, when you said this feels good, I didn't it didn't really feel good, but it felt good but like an hour, an hour into it. So I'm feeling <laughs> All regular. Right. You know, fake it, fake it till you make it. I think that's, yeah, that's what yeah. the kids are saying. Yeah. Land the plane, Eric. Made it.